Welcome to the Stabcast, a podcast dedicated to Star Wars Legion. Welcome, cadets and commanders, to the Stabcast, the Sun Sphere Tactical Attack Brigade Star Wars Legion podcast. I'm Will, trapped in the paint booth high, with Ryan, powdered sugar and spice, Slawoski, and Ben. Remember these games for the next six shows, Fowler. <laughs> Tim, being a Karen about Cabo, Hannon, is touring the Mexican Riviera, trying to catch COVID. <laughs> and will therefore be not appearing on this show. We quarantined him. We quarantined him. Yeah, we, we sent him away. He's on a large boat with other sweaty people. It's great. Listen, I'm not saying because I played seven games of Legion this past weekend that I'm not going to play another game of Legion. Just rub it in. It's just going to be probably my last game of Legion for 2021. So, <laughs> Oh, wow. And most of January, probably. Probably most of January. <laughs> well, we can talk about how my last game for 2021 was in October or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I played last week or earlier this week, I should say. This week on the 87th episode of the Stabcast, Battle and Food Reports from New Orleans. New models assembled and painted by Will, and My much, much more. So seven? I did. I got to play seven games in a single weekend. How did you play seven? Uh, we played two on Friday, played uh, three on Saturday, and we played two no. on Sunday. No, we played, uh, we played three Friday. We played three Friday, sir. No, no. I only played two on Friday. Oh, that's right. I, well, I it's... technically gave you a buy. So. You, you did. It's, we had an uneven number of players. And so, that's yeah. a round. It is around. We'll talk about why that happened. We'll talk that about why counts that happened. for I ELO did. or whatever. So right? I, had, I had a ton of fun. It was a fantastic event. I'll be real honest. I'm I'm super happy I got to play. So I know yeah. Ryan has a healthy amount of jealousy on that. Um, a little bit. Ben, we'll, blink we'll twice if he's holding you hostage <laughs> or to rest. <laughs> I know you don't know what have I to praise his event. For. You did. And you and I had the conversation because you you organized all this. I mean, that, yeah. that was all – I mean, I helped you do things, but you really sure. were the yeah, organizer. You... you got all the prizes together. I was, as I told a local down there, just the mule. My entire job was to carry yep. things, smooth mm-hmm. things over, make sure things showed up in the right spots. I mean, yeah, I was a roadie. <laughs> they did. I was a roadie for this trip. So <laughs> They did. Uh, so, yeah, me and uh, me and Ben spent the last long weekend in and around uh, my old hometown of New Orleans. Many of you fine listeners uh, were there with us. You say old hometown, wasn't it like 20 years ago? Yes, but I... <laughs> so here's the thing. I got to see the Slawaski homestead. Ryan yep. took me there on the way out. I did. On, yep, on Monday. we drove by. We drove by. Okay. The, the okay. house is still painted the same colors. It's like it, a Pepto-Bismol, like peachy pink color. It's weird. It's, it's uh, you know, eastern seaboard, coast, you know, all yep. that. All the stories are true. So if you've had a hard time <laughs> reconciling <laughs> how Ryan can be from the inner city swamp... But also be an East Tennessee hillbilly. The stories are all true. Like it's exactly what it is. Like there is a small Vietnamese village right outside where Ryan lived. Yep. Um, the nearest grocery store is in a very rough part of town. Uh, <laughs> and, and I mean, rough is like people are clearly there's some poverty there. There's a lot of boats no, left over from the last four hurricanes just rotting. It's rough in, in trees. Yeah. It's they're outside the levee system, which can be both good and bad depending. Uh, um, yes. But there's also like, but Ryan's neighborhood itself was not rough. Yeah, my but neighborhood there's also was nice. Just not a lot near it. Like you, you want to drive through ways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if any so. New Orleans local, I live down uh, down Sheffman to our highway, uh, out in the out in the boonies. So, but yeah, it was uh, it was good to go home and and eat some of the local food and and walk some familiar streets and then yeah do the do the old homestead like tour the neighborhood on the on the way out of town. So it was a uh, it was a lot of fun and I'm sure we've told the story. 
before on like how this came about, how it just kind of started with an email and then it turned into a 26 man three day event, uh, which is the first uh, multi day event I've run. And it was, uh, I think, uh, a pretty decent little uh, little success. We brought a lot of cool people together. It wasn't just me. Like, Ben helped uh, organize all tables. Our local buddy Scott brought a bunch of tables down. I think we had tables from five different states or something like that. We did. We did. Dang. Texas brought some tables. A bunch of Zach, who helps uh, run the Legion scene at the local game tavern, our, our dear, dear friend Pirate, um, brought a whole bunch of tables. Mississippi... You know, Cammy's custom cards pr- printed us all of our cool promo cards, and then brought even more than I was expecting. Um, it was a it was a really cool event, um, and it all really came together uh, by the hand of a of a lot of people. So we'll, we'll talk about all those people here in a, a little while. But uh, but it was fun. Uh, me and Ben rented a I rented a car. I wasn't sure if we were going to take a, a like a U-Haul down or a trailer on the back of Ben's little Passat, but we ended up. Renting probably the nicest minivan I've ever sat in. Honestly, like I, you know, I'm a single man. I don't need a minivan. But the reason but, I bought the Passat seven years ago now was because we were going to these X-wing tournaments, and we are not small people, and right. we we're trying to pack us into these vehicles. Like I want a vehicle You're that can haul at least four grown adults and our buddy Justin, and that we could make that fit. <laughs> he was sitting in the center jump seat because he's a tiny guy. Uh, but And so that Passat has been fantastic. We can put all of our gear into it. But Legion, that terrain eats up so yeah. much space. And I, yeah. I've put nine tables in my car, in my Passat before. I've done it. But, you know, when we're talking about clothes for four days plus all the other accoutrement that you have to bring, right. that would have been a very tight fit. It would have been. And we're putting the mileage on the car. And I even got a U-Haul jack or U-Haul hitch installed in my car so I could haul a small trailer. Because we've talked about bringing things to Adepticon. One year we bought so much stuff at Adepticon, we actually had to layer it among us. Like we put people in the mm-hmm. back seat and then put merchandise on top of them. On top it of them. It was in my lap. It was yeah, because we didn't have enough space to fit all the stuff that we had bought for the four was people. Was that the year they gave us all a Rune Wars course? Yes, though? that's exactly yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, the yeah. problem. Um, but you know, it's stuff like that. So I we had it, but then Ryan's like, we're going to bring so much stuff. I just don't. And so he rented this minivan. It was a Chrysler Pacifica. Yeah. It was fantastic. Like it really was a great minivan. The, the, so the third row of seats like had automatic motors to like lay themselves down in, and so we had a ton of room. It was super it was, comfy. Yeah, I was I was kind of surprised. Like when they told me when I went to the the rental place, you never know what you're actually going to get. Right. I booked yeah. a reservation for like a third row SUV, and then they're like, "Oh, we've got a minivan for you." I was like, "Oh, this isn't this may not work because I know we've got a ton of stuff we're taking yes. down." And yeah. then I get out there. I was like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, we can totally, we can totally make this work." Um, Cars are gigantic. Yes, yeah. yeah, it really is. I mean, most people's are, but you gotta. I, yeah, it felt like driving a yacht. I'm not gonna lie. Coming from it, that's because well, it is a yacht. Don't. Well, worry. by comparison, Ryan drives yeah. a two door hatchback. So, yep. I <laughs> uh, was. That, is it you should drive a Honda CRV. CRZ. CRZ. Sorry, CRZ. Yeah. So, by comparison, he is driving a very tiny motorboat compared to this yacht. <laughs> yes. Now, I got to say, I got to thank Ryan. I didn't have to drive at all this trip. So, that was really nice and relaxing yeah. for me. Like, I really do appreciate that. It was it was quite nice. Yeah, you know me. I don't mind. I, I did navigate our things. And, you know, I, we, we made sure the, the internal map was programmed. Kept the music going for the ride down. So, yep. Smooth good. jazz all, all the way down. I mean, yeah, we tried to find as much music. New Orleans. We got some yeah. z- some Zydeco in there. We did, you know, yeah. some hot brass. You know, we, we did what we could to make, make us feel like we were headed to New Orleans. Yeah, it was a it was a fun trip down. I mean, honestly, when was the last time we took a road trip together? So, so I was going to say it was pre COVID. Yeah, 
And, and so the reason I'm saying that is because – so we get to New Orleans. It is late. It is like 1.30 in the morning. And <laughs> yeah. I had had some reservations. So when we, when we figured out we were going, I went ahead and booked a hotel to make sure I wasn't going to lose the space because this happened to me going mm-hmm. to Adepticon. I've never gotten an Adepticon hotel in the actual venue. Right. And so I booked one, but then I did – I had some issues. We got the thing re- refunded, but then my dad was like, no, we're going to do this. And so my dad basically paid for mine. And I was like, okay, fine. Well, I forgot to tell Ryan this. So he and I both have two separate rooms booked. And then somehow we get in there. My name is on Ryan's reservation. Ryan doesn't show a reservation. I've somehow taken it over even though I have a separate reservation. Yeah. And I checked well, I th- in first. So the lady had already given me a room card. And she's Which I like, think was supposed to be maybe my room. I'm not exactly I, sure what happened. But then I couldn't check in, so we just said screw it. And instead right. of instead of having two rooms, we just had the one, and Ben had to deal with my snoring. I had forgot about Ryan snoring. I, yeah. I realized. <laughs> so, so for a while there, I thought Will was going to die on us when we would do a lot more of these travel trips. You know, at the time, there's a little bit of sleep apnea going on. I was very worried and concerned about his breathing. Um, I was a larger man. You, you well. were a larger man then. You've, you've lost quite a bit of weight since then. But- I had forgotten that Ryan snores equally as hard, and our buddy Scott, who I love, is on a CPAP machine, and our, <laughs> and our buddy Dustin is also on a CPAP machine. So one of our trips, it was competing CPAP machines, and <laughs> I had just forgotten exactly how much Ryan can snore. My bad. <laughs> My bad. I, I had earbuds I in. Forgotten. I had music playing, trying to drown it out. It, I did not <laughs> sleep super well in New Orleans at all. Like We My got bad. to bed late every night, and then I also just didn't sleep very well. Uh, which is fine. Which is it's, it's the art of traveling still. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, one morning there's also a dance competition inside the same hotel because of course yeah, couple couple floors up from us, uh, and so, so they're rehearsing at six o'clock in the morning. I don't know just what the hell they were tons doing. Tons of teenage girls and their show moms, and they're just re- it's literally six thirty. All I can hear is <laughs> I mean just just bass just bass going everywhere. So yeah. <laughs> But it was fine. Uh, yeah. So let's talk about the actual tournament itself. Listen, I could spend eight hours talking about each and one, every one of my games. Yes, you uh, could. I won't do that to you, uh, but I do have to do a shout out to my opponents, the people I actually got to play. Um, they were all fantastic, I'll be honest. And I'm not going to spend as much time on those games as you may have liked to hear, or maybe you don't want to hear it. Uh, but they were. I had an awesome weekend, and I cannot stress that enough. All of my games were good. All I didn't have what I felt like was super dice variants where I felt like I was getting cheated by anything. They all came down to the final rounds. And for me, sometimes y'all joke that can be round four. I think I made it to <laughs> round five in every game I played. Uh, it really... They were, they were I only fantastic. had to nearly hard dice you down once, and that was the game exactly. with, with you and Scott. Yeah, that was, and that was, <laughs> yeah, there was, that we sounds were, about right. We were having, you know, well, we'll get, we'll get to that game. We'll get to that we'll game. We'll get there. So, we'll get there. I, so, but, and again, we talk about, there are people from all over the place. So I played Zach, aka Floor of the Dwarf from Dallas. Um, I played Rob from Long Island, who liked Tim, but unlike Tim, actually lived in New York City at one point. Oh, so, you know, we, you know a real New Yorker. A real New Yorker. Um, wow. I, I played Gus from DC via Houston, because that's where he's originally from. And then I played our, our buddy Cruise and Pirate, Zach, from New Orleans, the local. I played Rich from Biloxi. I somehow got paired up against our buddy Scott Marler from Knoxville. And then I played yep. Michael Henry from Atlanta. So I had a spread. Uh, you really they, did. And yeah. they were all fantastic games. Like they were challenging and thought out. And the games I lost were close. And the games I won were close. I mean, really a fantastic week of games. The only complaint I have, of the seven games I played, six of them were Imperial. <laughs> it's the only yeah 
<laughs> we, uh, I don't know how closely you followed the, the event, Will. Do you want to take a, uh, a stab at the faction breakdown? Uh, a stab. Ha ha. Ha So I was playing well, in it and all I saw was Imperials. So I'll let Will guess, but I actually don't know either. I mean, you think you and I talked about it briefly I, at one point, but. Tw- 26 players. 26 players. 26. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say eight rebel. Um, okay. Maybe 10 empire. <laughs> Ooh, 18. Then, All right. <laughs> you got eight more to and go. And then like five droids and three Republic. I don't know. Uh, there were indeed 10 Imperials. Hell yeah. Right on the money there. Uh, Rebels, uh, who Tim would now hear would butt in with best faction of the game. Just because he's mad. Uh, for <laughs> being the out. best faction, there were only five. Okay. Only five, five Rebels. Okay. There were seven, seven separatists. Okay. And four republic. All right. Uh, that there's my boys. I, I expected more imperials because the changes were good changes who, uh, for them. I did not expect to be so noises. few clones. I really didn't. And the funny thing, like, so if we want to talk about these, the the kind of list for just a second, uh, all five rebel lists were incredibly different. Everyone was playing. There were some similar pieces for sure, um, but there was there was only one list that had a T forty seven, a bus, and Wookies. No, none of the other four lists had any of those pieces, um, <clears throat> which you know tend to be like the toxic kind of rebel meta skews. Um, and for Republic, there was one Anakin. I think the other three were all clone balls. Um, Interesting. So it wasn't like the th- it was the thing that got hit the hardest, and people were, I guess, were just trying to trying to either you, a make it work or b it's what they had painted. <laughs> were you allowing Yodas? No, no Yoda was allowed. Okay. Uh, we had a lot of so yeah, we had a lot of new blood at this event, and I know PAX, which was the same weekend. Uh, so shout out to our, our good friends at Legion ninety nine uh, for putting that on. Um, they allowed it. LVO is going to allow proxies which maybe they won't need to anymore. Um, but I knew we had a lot of new blood at this event, and I didn't want, A, for people to be playing stuff they had no idea how to deal with, and B, just players who had paid the import tax. Um, I wanted everybody yeah. to be kind of on, a, on an even playing field. But By that event. logic, we shouldn't have allowed the spiders or the magnadroids or the kraken, because he had come out literally the Friday before. <laughs> uh, it, it, met, it met the whatever X-day window. It's, right. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, only a few people had to crack the whip to get their uh, paint slave to get it yeah. done in time. Right, uh, sir, you're you're my agent. You're my, not my paint slave. I, I <laughs> yeah. pay you quite well for that. Only some of us had to go to the store and pick up models for their friend who was saying he needs it by Wednesday night, technically, because yes. he leaves Thursday after work yes. and can't really meet in between. Yes, this all, all, all of what you say are true. But I gave you that money beforehand. I didn't wait you to did. pay you. I prepaid. I you prepaid. Did. So yeah, there there was. I started them Sunday night too, so that was my own fault. <laughs> yes. From what I saw, there were a couple a couple separatist archetypes. Uh, Kraken did very well. Magna Guards did very well. Maul did not do as well. I uh, still did fine. Um, but uh, an Empire, there was a common thread that I was not uh, I was not expecting, and what there was, was a there was a lot of Krennic. There was a lot of Krennic. There was a He's lot cheap. of Krennic. He's cheap, and his command cards are so good. 
Like you're absolutely yeah. going to take him. Uh, or only a little bit more than the generic just to get his command cards. Like, fuck yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll of, suppress everything. Thanks. Of the six lists I played, I think three of them had Krennic. Um, had a lot of OP Vader. I saw Dubax all over the place. But there was also yeah. a fantastic Gav and Eweb. So Tim, suck it. I told you this was a good combination. Um, who ended up placing higher than me by the end. I don't need to spoil spoils. But what? Yeah. Tim yeah. not listening? I oh, know. my God. <laughs> and, and double ATST made top four. Yeah, it did. Double <laughs> ATST made top four. I think the, so, Gav, the Gav Tank E-Web made seven, I think, six. I have to go look at the actual number. Like it, They did well, and it was a variety of Empire. It wasn't the same. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he made seven. Yeah. Gav Tank E-Web, Rich made seven. Like Honestly, it was tough. It was real tough. So yeah, it was a it was a really cool event. Uh, but before we get into like let's let's get into the matches. Um, you got we started Friday. Uh, we got in we late Thursday night. Luckily, uh, Zach was there to set some tables up on Thursday, so we had a few to go on. So I got in pretty early on Friday, started setting tables up, and we had a kind of casual tier uh, hunting seasons event. <laughs> so. I'll be honest with you. I ran the list that we created on, on the web, on the episode, mm-hmm. the previous one. It was very much the same thing there. So if you're wondering, is Kraken, Strict Orders, Improvised, Endurance, Hacked, 3B1s with the E5C and the Viper Recon Droid. I waffled hard here about the E5S, which throws the, the red and white die. I did. Yeah. I, and I, I'm still waffling on the that. S is it's for a, Sniper. The, it's a couple more points. It's the only reason why I didn't do it. Um, a regular group with the rocket E60R and the HQ uplink. Magna Guard, one with the whip, uh, one with the uh, uh, the uh, rocket boy. Both had offensive push hacked comms. I'm so mad about that rocket still. It's the uh, <laughs> the BX get Commando. Critical? Oh, it's so good. So good. Fuck. Offensive push and vibroswords. Two dwarf spiders with ion and defense protocols, which is what I was convinced to do. There was a lot of chatter about those defense protocols during my games during this weekend. Yeah, but yeah. that's Did what I brought work? with me. So, hunting season on the way down. I'm like Ryan, what is hunting season? What else? <laughs> like, I, the so fuck is this? I really, I had, I remembered it, but had I, I'll be honest, I've been busy and I just haven't sure. had time to really look at the thing. So Ryan explains to me. I pull up the document. I was like, oh, oh, well, that's cool. Look at all these cool units I can take as a separatist. Oh, I should really take B2s. Like, I mean, that B2 group has a Ha mm-hmm. and a TAC droid. Like, it is so good for his point cost. But I said, you know what? I'm going to lean into the thematics. I'm going to take Cad Bane with me. Surely, so hunting, it won't be a yeah. big he won't be a big thing. So what's hunting season? What's hunting season? Yeah. So what hunting seasons is, is that the st- every player gets to bring an 800-point list and then also what's called a free agent, which there's a list in the back of the rules packet of who each faction's allowed to take. And there's some dividing lines that are interesting, like Bosk can be taken by anybody, Boba Fett can be a rebel or an Imperial. Um, and then there's also a couple of, I think each faction got like a core unit and a special forces option. Mm-hmm. They're going to be an operative. They don't cost any points and they come with pre-prescribed upgrade cards. And if they have command cards, you don't get to take them. You get up to your table to play your game and you either, uh, both players can either choose to agree or you can roll for it. Uh, one player gets to be the hunter and one player gets to be the hunted. And you get special abilities for your free agent unit, uh, depending on what round it is. There's three different perks. Round one, you get the first perk. Round two, you get the first and second. Round three, you get all three. Uh, But the other cool thing that your free agent gets is you get 
Uh, if you're the hunter, you get the bounty keyword. If you're the hunted, you get the secret mission keyword. Um, Ooh. And so uh, it can create some very interesting situations when uh, one of the rebel options was uh, Mandalorian Resistance with a Beskad or Boba Fett. And it turns out speed three secret jump mission. two units with secret mission are good. Turns I wasn't out, sure. Really. I wasn't sure at first, <laughs> but you know, we did the math, we did the science, and uh, yeah, and it turns out they're pretty good. Could not be clearer. The secret mission <laughs> is so much better than bounty. <laughs> what could not be clearer? This um, is never known. <clears throat> never known. Unknown. But uh, but it was uh, it was yeah. a fun little side event where people got to play with an extra activation and do some goofy stuff. Um, but on top of that, like the thing I really liked about it at the end of the day, it still was just a game of Legion. I don't know. Maybe a third of the games were actually decided uh, by the special rules. Maybe the last round, some more games were because the third round perk was bounty and secret mission are worth extra or are worth double yes. points. So probably round three, some more games were decided by it. But I don't think round one and two, too many games were. Um, so- I could be wrong. I didn't get to play the first round because I took the yep. buy. You know, it, it, we we do this locally in our own stores. When people show up to play, we want them to play. And Ryan knows that I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah. So then we're like, all right, well, it's lunchtime. Well, I haven't played any games yet. So where are we going to go for lunch? Listen, when you travel, and we cannot preach mm-hmm. this hard enough, you eat local. You you're find the employees local. of wherever it is you're staying. Like, listen, where do you eat? No, no, no. Don't recommend something that the tourists are going to. Where do you eat? Right. And so that will always steer you in the right direction. So we went to Mother's um, Kitchen, which is yeah, just a couple did. blocks from our hotel. Um, it's, uh, it's one of those classic places that's been around since 1939. There's a line hanging out the door. You can sit at the table. Yeah. You can get it to go. It is the place to get a, a poor boy that close. I mean, it's Or just, if you're Rob, you get it for the table and then to go, and then it takes forever. <laughs> you mess up. Um. And, it, and then he ordered fried chicken because, you know. Yeah, you don't order I, fried chicken. This is the place where I'm going to talk about Rob because he was a Yankee. He doesn't understand that when you do fried chicken at a real place. It's going to take some time. Now, I'm not saying Mothers was out there killing the chickens and then frying them. But real fried chicken just takes mm-hmm. time. You When you don't do it in a pressure cooker, which is how fast food restaurants do it so quickly, like you're just not going to be able to pull that off. So his order took a lot longer than I think he planned. So, <laughs> so he got the second round by. <laughs> he did. <laughs> uh, I had a delicious uh, po' boy with ham and ro- turkey and roast beef and some some au jus with like tons of roast beef in it. Oh, it was it was, it was so good. Slathered what, in mayo. What and they mustard. call debris. Basically it's just chip beef yep. inside your au jus. Uh on a French bread. It was so good. I think I had mine with Swiss. So I had the Ralph's instead of the uh, mm. the Ferdy, which is what the, the, the they, mm-hmm. they recommend. I had the Ralph, just added the Swiss cheese. Had some myself yeah. some uh crawfish etouffee while I was there. Mm. Woo. So very, very good. It was good. It was good. Yeah. yeah. So, so then I'm like, yes, uh, you know, a lot of our friends went with us. People, you know, we knew online. We they, we all came down a big group. I think there's seven or eight of us. Mm-hmm. Um, having a good old time. Come back. Who's my opponent? It is Zach, Floor of the Dwarf. Oh, my that- God. Floor <laughs> of the Dwarf, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so I've never actually played Zach. Like, I, he's always in places like we talk online. He joined our TI game one time where he immediately yep. declared war. Uh, he he literally me. got in. Yep. On Will. War on Will. <laughs> took it to him real hard. Took him to him with a bat. I stood next to him while I was in Dallas and, you know, watched him. He had a fantastic list at LSO. Uh, he's the he guy did. that Ryan convinced yep. to drive him around as a chauffeur. It was great. So- did he wear a little hat? No. <laughs> I kind of no. – oh, man. I kind of no, wish we would. Should, we should get on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need a hat for Floor. So 
Florf is very good at this game. He's incredibly intelligent, plays a ton online. And so I'm looking at his list and it is, oh, it is, it is Krennic. It is like three DTs. It's, it's, <laughs> it's short. Like it's, it's everything. It's all the things. Uh, we're on like, we're on the jungle map that we've used pretty often here locally. We're having a great time, but my, I, I don't play Cad Bane that often. And I thought I'd put him in a very nice spot. And then turns out, nope, open line of fire at range <laughs> bang, four bang. with some DTs. Bang, bang. Yeah. Just, yeah. So it was all kind of downhill from there. I tried to recover. <clears> I made some mistakes. I hadn't quite figured out how to make spider droids do. And of course he has nothing to eye on. So it's not a lot right. I can't other than shoot range four it's, with, you know, it's three still blacks. It's a good dive pool. Yeah, still, still a good dive solid pool. Dive pool. But, you know, he and I had the conversation about should I have gone with the AI uh, aim rather than the AI dodge because he didn't ha- he didn't shoot at the spider droids a whole lot. It wasn't a lot to do with them. So, but, you know, Cad Bane, oh, I want to like him. I do. But th- those those white dice, they don't defend a whole lot. Nope. <laughs> Maybe it's especially, table dependent. I mean. Especially Cad Bane without command cards. Right. Ooh. Yeah. And yeah. so I-, I took him for the theme. I took him for the lulls. But, you know. Not that a, was the fun event. You that was the fun event. Exactly. Right. I was just trying to learn my list, um, learn what was working on it. So yeah. I lost that game, but again, had a great fun time against Florf. Nice conversation. Love playing against him. But speaking of min-maxing, now I'm not going to accuse Rob from New York of min-maxing, <laughs> but he did happen to bring a list in which he already had three operatives because I think one of them drops down to be you know, um, to infiltrate. And right. then he got a, a fourth one, which he, of course, because he might or may not have min-maxed, chose exactly what you <laughs> should have for this event, the Mandalorians. <laughs> yeah, the Mandalorian resistance, absolutely. With, yeah, with all the things. I won't shame a man for making the correct choice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah, Rob's, Rob's list was cool. It was, I think, 12 activation rebels where there was no, like, super big, like, Op Luke or T-47 no. scary threat. But there were lots of... Tiny K two Cassian Jin. There were two ATRTs. One with the flamer. One with the rotary. Um, oh yeah, like troopers were jobs to grab things. He had a Biston, which he painted blue for yeah. some reason, but for he did. Doctor <laughs> Doctor uh, Bistatten. Yeah, exactly. Like he was like, oh and then God. on top of this, because of hunting season, he gets to add a thirteenth activation of Mandalorians. <laughs> oh yeah he was super so, gross super gross did you get flashbacks to the last time you played a 13 activation rebel list yes yes a little bit i did in fact first thing i did was like <laughs> orbital bombardment we're going to shoot those mandalorians from space they take no go? damage yep in yep, fact correct right. they never died they never lost a body and all the shoots i had that entire game <laughs> they did not die uh, we were playing I a tried new table. Being better. I, I tried roll. Actually, it wasn't even my rolls. It really was their defense is that good. I mean, they surge yeah. on de- on red defense. They're really good. Uh, the table they was new to us. It was a is uh, a is a it was a manufacturing kind of place made out of cardboard that has this upraised tunnel or not sorry upraised train system. Like you're like you're dropping right. ore in it. The train thing is coming towards you, and and it was set across the middle there. Which gave me an elevated place to drop my spider droid on top. So Rob moves a little too close with an ATRT, and I unleash the spider droids on it. Pew, Just pew, 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 pew. pop, pop. Uh, I got two. I got the Magna Guard rockets, and I had the B1 rockets over there, and I break it pretty hard. Um, and then it dies. And then the flamer I know is coming around that corner. So he has 13 activations. He can make that flamer wait for as long as he can. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing my darnest just to hold off and so I can get some units over there so he can get a little bit closer so I don't have to move towards him. 
Uh, Jen lights me up doing all the things. I actually start Cad Bane because we're playing Long March because, of course, that's what I went for. Uh, so Cad Bane is on my far side. <laughs> of course which, you did. Which would be, like, I guess farthest away from him. So on his very near left, I try to move him all the way across the board to my left because there's way too many bodies and guns on his side of the board. I, I was just trying to figure out how to play that secret mission because I chose to get secret mission and I did not do yeah. it very well. So it was secret, secret mission Cat Bane. <laughs> yeah, I did not, not do super well. I did learn Magna Guard's really good. The Whip Boys are really good. Uh, oh, the thing Rob had, which I haven't talked about, super surprising, two two-man saboteurs. Yep. Because if you blew up one, at least the other one was still allowed to go to knock off the bombs. Just just blew me up a couple times, just for kicks and giggles. <laughs> for fun, you know. For fun and profit. Uh, Mandalorians eventually do get to take out Cad Bane, so they get their bounty. Um, you know, I'm trying to win on points, but it's not working really well. It's uh, yeah, it was recover supplies. Like we're fighting over the center box. His his guys have definitely retreated real hard, and eventually they grab the center, and I just cannot win. So you know, fun time though. Had a great game. Rob like has strong opinions about my list because he plays a lot of things, has a lot of experience in, in tabletop gaming, so he and I have a good conversation. And I'm like, well, it's what I've already submitted because lists were due on Thursday night. So <laughs> this is, here uh, is what I'm doing. Yes, exactly. What did he? What did he say about oh, your list? Oh, uh, it needs to be aims. Need need to be the aim thing instead of the uh, defense one because I'm trying to get as much of that damage through while I can. The defense one really is for either flamers trying to move in or if you're just going to do the long-range one, the, the uh, Burt gun. Because that way you want it to survive a little bit longer, which makes sense, which makes sense. That is the end of Friday night. Game goes well, but at this point we're running a little late, so it's probably, what, 6.30, 7 o'clock on a Friday in New Orleans. It's going to be real hard to find a table for, you know, 8. Yeah, so uh, so we guess our, our local tour guide, uh, Cruising Pirate Zach, to, to wander us around town. And we wander around town looking for places. We find a, a very nice looking oyster bar. Comes highly recommended. Like a two hour wait. So we say, yeah, we'll, we'll wander oh, on. You. Yes. Uh, we find a really nice looking seafood joint that closes at nine o'clock or eight thirty or I, whatever it was. And like they were, we're closing like, yeah, we, as we walked up. We were like, excuse yeah. us? <laughs> it's Friday uh, night in New Orleans. What do you mean you close at 9 p.m.? Yeah, you're not allowed to close <laughs> at 9 p.m. in New Orleans. So we wander around and we eventually find our way to Barcadia, a. A bar that has like a disco dance club, a, a retro arcade in it, and then a little eatery. And uh, I found myself some uh, some. I thought it was going to be kind of generic, but it was actually really quite good. Some uh, barbecue pulled pork nachos, and uh, oh, and a churro donut. Oh, that churro donut. Now I I'll be honest. You know, you go down there, you have beignets. That's what you're told. Yeah, That's yeah, what beignets. you should do. But yeah. we we're like a churro donut, and you know, John Bushman with Wiz is like, well, I've got to try this now. I mean. Oh, it was fantastic. Like, it, John, so Bushman said to himself, you know, we're just going to share a donut or two. We didn't yeah. communicate I, real well. Like, he went to er, the bathroom and came earlier back. In, and then- <laughs> earlier in the day, me and Bushman were like, or when we sat down, we're like, we got to give this donut thing a try, right? And we're like, yeah, we do. And so we, we don't, but we don't say anything beyond that. And so he gets up, uses the restroom. Um, and I, I have Ben go order like four Dichero donuts for the table. There's six of us there. Bushman, comes back from the bathroom and tells me that he ordered me and him each a churro donut. And so now we have a, you know, plethora of churro donuts. Everyone has their own churro donut. Everyone has their own. 
It was fantastic. Like, it was great. It was, yeah, it really was a fantastic donut. It was, it was a nice capper for that evening. Like it. Where's my yeah. churro donut? Uh, uh, you had an opportunity to come, sir, and you declined. It will. It would not have traveled well. <laughs> <laughs> it would not have survived the trip. But uh, we're actually eating on the outside patio. They're showing the uh, the Jim Carrey Grinch behind us. <laughs> That's a nightmare fueled excursion if you've never seen it. <laughs> Way more sexually charged than I remember. <laughs> oh, it is so much sex in that film. Like it's weird. Like it's <laughs> That's my childhood. It answers uh, questions. Yeah, speaking, it does actually. Speaking of oddities, um so New Orleans is New I, Orleans. You're going to uh, find you're just going to find weird weird stuff. So in this Barcadia, they do have a discotheque room and they've got like an actual bar room, then they have the arcade room and then there's a bar in it. And we're sitting outside because, you know, it is New Orleans. It's 70 degrees in December yeah. at <laughs> yep. night. Yeah. It's, a you know, 80% humidity. It's all fine. I decided I've got to go use the restroom. I go use the restroom. Uh, <laughs> I go to the sink. There's a gentleman standing there who is acting as the bathroom attendant. Like, he turns the water on for me. He squirts soap into my hand. I, I lather and I, you know, wash and I rinse. And then he pulls, you know, these two paper towels apart for me. Offers me some, you know, some gum. And, you know, when you have a bathroom attendant, you always tip the bathroom attendant. So I say, thank you, yep. sir. I, I dry my hands off, put some money in his bucket, and then I move on. I'm awfully sure this man was not employed by this bar. <laughs> no, I <I'm> guarantee <laughs> you he wasn't. <laughs> I am, you know, he just pulled up a chair. He wasn't wearing a uniform, no name tag. In fact, he said almost nothing to me. He just mostly just pointed and gestured. Um, but, you know, it was good service. And if he's employed there, if he just wandered <laughs> off the street with a bucket, I don't know. But, you know. It was good service, so I appreciate that. So I tipped him pretty hard. Um, Bushman did say, because he went to the bathroom twice we were there, he only tipped him the one time. So, oh. <laughs> uh, Come back to the hotel. I don't sleep at all. It's late anyway. Um, Ryan's snoring like a, a freight train here. Yep, perfectly fine. <laughs> That's what I do. I had yep, like four yep, and a half yep. hours sleep the night before because we'd gotten Checks up early out. after checking to the hotel at 2 a.m. So, you know, we get up. What's going to wake us up? Cafe Dumont. Cafe Dumont. Oh, so if you've never been, if you when you go, you have to. You now, do, we I got there know. early enough to dodge most of the crowds. Uh, we kind of forgot that it's cash only. So none of us had enough cash on us. We had to go to an ATM machine to go yep. pick up some cash. I, I think I spent $7.40 on a coffee and beignets. The beignets are hot, coming right out of there. That that mm-hmm. you know, oh, that powdered sugar. The coffee is a little bit chicory, and it's a cafe au lait, which you should be ordering. Like that's the yeah, that, that's, that's, that's like do. you know the customary. Oh, it was so 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 good. I may have eaten there, other than than Friday morning, where because we got like to bed at two a.m. I yeah didn't want to wake up in time, but I did eat there every every day for breakfast. It was, uh, it was good. Yeah, it was glorious. So 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 good. So now then, I'm I'm caffeinated, and then I get it. I get a text from Scott on my way back from from Cafe Dumont to actually get the event set up. And he's like, Ryan, I, those beignets are really, really good. And I didn't see Scott at Cafe Dumont. And he's like, yeah, across the street, there's this place called Cafe Beignet. <laughs> I was like, Scott, you got, the, you got the Walmart brand. You got the Walmart brand. I was disappointed in you, Scott. So Cafe Dumont was what? Seven blocks away, something like that. Something like that, yeah. So like we're on Canal block. Street. Yeah. That's where the, that's where the conference center is. That's where the hotel is. We, so you're in the main strip. Like there's a lot of cars mm-hmm. cruising back and forth at night. You only have like three blocks to get to the riverfront to do all that stuff. You're only about four blocks away from Bourbon Street and all that stuff. And then you're like I said, six or seven away from um, Jackson Square and all, all that stuff. Yeah, so it was a cool location for a tournament. Like really it, nice. It really location. was. 
So we come back, and I get paired up against a man named Gus. And I don't know Gus yep. at all. So you know, I'm on TTO. It pops up my phone. I flash my table. So I accidentally hover over his name. Oh, oh my. Uh, Gus came in top four at LVO of 2020. He came in top four 2021 in Dallas Open. Now, that is also the one where they allowed Tim to go number one in Swiss somehow. We don't know how that worked uh, out, but you know it wasn't number one in Swiss. Like he, he was, what? he was near the near the. That's what TTO says. <laughs> That's nonsense. I I said that too. It seems like crazy town, but Gus is a good anyway. player. Gus is a good player yes. in his own right, leaving Tim out of it. So I was expecting a tough matchup. Looking at the list, it's a rough. It's a rough list. It's going to be a long weekend of rough lists, just like this. Mm-hmm. Is Krennic two shores with T twenty ones, two storms with DLTs, a mortar sniper DT with a DLT, and OP Vader. Uh, we go intercept transmissions, long march, and hostile. You know, I love a long march with some droids. Anyway, I actually thought it was going to work well with the table setup, especially with intercept. And so I do the relatively aggressive thing and hop out there to grab that early point to grab the middle. At the end of round two, I'm the only one that's close. He's taking some shots at some guys. I ran my BXs into his his zone in part just to kind of pressure that point. I'm not going to take his intercept because we're on long march. Like it's in the middle yeah, of his deployment that's zone. that's very hard to do. But it's going to push some guys who are trying to go to the center to not go to the center for a while. The problem is, as always, is going to be OP Vader. <laughs> <laughs> this is where the problems this, began. This is where the problems began. And this was a good learning game for me because I hadn't actually used my Kraken to his full might and power. Like you know, The idea is you're supposed to run in there and punch things in the head. Use uh-huh. self-preservation, that two-pip, to make sure he's at least um, you know, impervious when the lightsabers come at you. Because the Magna Guards, you know, being immune, pierce, melee, pierce, and all. I got some good hits in there. I just couldn't get enough damage through. Uh, red defense dice do what red defense dice do. Uh, we we end up tying it after round four. So he's got three points. I've got three points. But then Vader just cleans up everything that can possibly get there. He force pushes yeah. people away. Like it's, you know, I'm just struggling to get bodies in there to compete. I, I think the final point at the end of the game, I think he's got uh, two units in the middle. Uh, to, to my just about to die unit. So yeah, he, he outscored me on that middle one. And I take that game or I lose that game uh, four to seven, but I do maintain Interse- my own point. So yeah, intercept is really hard. If you've got a force, if you don't have a force user and your opponent does, yeah. uh, you know, when I play a lot of op Luke, I love intercept because especially against games that don't have force users in them themselves. Um, and even if they do op Luke's probably going to win the, the skirmish on the middle. So this was a game I really, I really felt not having the aims that I, my black mm. and white dice weren't doing as well as I would like to get through cover and to red dice. I really felt that lack of aim. Uh, lunchtime, hotel serving a nice gum, a gumbo and jambalaya. I, I went and got Ryan his, uh, his gumbo. I tried the jambalaya. Yep. I like the jambalaya. So not jambalaya was fine. Sauce, sauce note. Yeah, but the gumbo, I had, the gumbo was really good. Yeah, I, really I had good. the jambalaya the second day. Me and Ben flip flopped. Uh, mm-hmm. But the the jumbo or the gumbo was was quite good. The jambalaya was was kind of kind of mad. Yeah, yeah, um, it was, it was fine. but it was, fine. it was really. I mean, it it was like ten bucks a bowl. Um, you know, you're going to pay hotel food prices, but it was right outside the venue hall. We didn't have to get in an elevator. We didn't have to walk anywhere, mm-hmm. um, which was great for me because I'm kind of tethered to you know thirty feet of mm-hmm. my desk. So. Yeah, it was a it was a it was a nice amenity the, it, the hotel had. had I don't call it homemade because clearly made in their restaurant, but it was it was well made. Like it was not canned. Yeah. Oh, something yeah, for they pulled sure. Out. Yeah, it really was quite good. For sure. Yeah, it was it was cool. It was really cool. So we ate some lunch, and now I'm paired up against Zach, cruising pirate, our guide from the previous night. Now we keep calling him a pirate, 
Because he is dressed like a pirate. He is dressed like a pirate. He is dressed like a pirate on all three days, uh, gloriously. Uh, in fact, his gra- hat. Yep. Mm-hmm. Whole nine yards. His, his grandmother turns out to be tournament MVP, by the way. Uh, she does. Uh, yep. On Sunday, she brings us beignets and cookies that she baked herself. Yeah. Which, you know, yeah. trying, trying to win your I'm, way to the I tournament sh- organizer's heart. I see how you played that, Zach. I see that. Uh, it almost worked. <laughs> he and I have a knockout, dragout fight. It is so very gross. It's breakthrough, hemmed in, limited visibility. Gross. Uh, Cruising is playing OP Vader, three Dewbacks, two three-man IRGs, an Imperial officer, two Storms, a Storm with medics. Whoo! This one, it came down to the end. We're both a little fried at it. Uh, I have one spider droid who's just not in the right spot because of that limited viz. He ends up being the one I just marched at my opponent's side and then try to take some sniping shots from his side of the board into units he had hanging back. Uh, it is my BX has come in and they destroy an IRG pretty hard and early, but then his IRGs come in and they're destroying B1s. And then suddenly I've got these dewbacks in my face and they're <laughs> just all, oh, it is so rough. Um, and suddenly dewbacks. And then just suddenly there were dewbacks. Vader is slowly approaching up the middle because it's, you know, it's, you know, uh, it's breakthrough. He can wait to the end of the game. Uh, so I'm fighting all these things off. I kill a dewback. Vader's come up the middle. I've got my B1s kind of bogging down some IRGs. And he's like, no, I don't want that to happen. So it's a full squad of B1s. And he just uses Vader's <laughs> might. He throws him. Okay, cool. Yep. I'll lose a couple. I will. Not a big deal. I'll lose a couple. So I pick up those white dice. And this particular table is, again, one of our, lo- our Knoxville local ones. So it actually has a dice roller in one of the towers on the side that you can use as terrain. So I was using it. Yep. So I put these eight white dice in there, all plop out. There were five paint on those eight dice. I lost yeah, there five was. I, bodies in this Vader's And market. I got to walk by right as that happened. It was glorious. It was great. It was so, so... So very gross. Um, and so, I mean, it's a, it's a knockdown drag out. It is really just gross to the end here. We end up, that game goes one to one. I have my spider droid in there. He has his Vader in there. I have tied up with bodies. Uh, my my remaining spider droid who you know was shooting in the middle there, he has enough damage. Uh, I've got to go blow myself up. The weapon gets damaged. So I just run to the middle and use my explodey for the first time. So that was nice. I, I, I managed to put his Imperial officer on, on one health. I kind of cleaned up this, uh, the, the meta group that was walking around the corner. I put an extra damage and the, his stormtrooper was on the far side. The IRGs say, no, thank you. They block everything. Um, it, was, it was a nice explosion kill. It was, which allowed me to put the officer down, but it comes to one-to-one. And we start totaling up the, those, the, the points there. And it is, I win by six points. It is so incredibly tight. I, and by the end, like I was frazzled and had to go play another game. Like it was, that was one of those games that came real, I mean, we got to time, had the extra time and then we're trying to, and then try to pack all the stuff up. Like it was a, whew, it was a yeah. barn burner. Well, and the funny thing is, is I think that was, that wasn't even the most barn burnery of, of games that round. Oh no, um, that's got, a crazy got, thing. Like <laughs> I got this, this great photo of uh, Daniel Caslassity and, and Bushman, uh, both running op Luke's, both dueling oh, over a center funny. point, yeah. and uh, they both psych each other out and play I Am a Jedi at the same time. <laughs> and so there's like five units in the middle of this table that can't attack for a round. It's great. It's <laughs> just – it's Luke being Spider-Man pointed at each other. It's just – Yeah. He's just – That was great. <laughs> so we're we're most of the way through, through day two. Um and they to be honest, like, I know there's a lot of good quality players at this event. I was really surprised 
at the lack of of line of sight and range calls. I got a few. Mm-hmm. Got a few. I don't really get all that many. Um, so if you're concerned about running an event, if you don't think you can do something like this, you you totally can. Um, the only thing I would suggest you memorize is read all the creature trooper rules because that was by a good country mile. The most questions I got was when is a creature trooper not a trooper and when is a creature trooper a trooper? What uh, mm-hmm. what are, what are the differences? And uh, I was I was actually really kind of surprised at the lack of of judge calls. There were a handful of judge calls just for like I'm ninety percent sure this is how this works. Can you confirm? And they were correct. Right. Um, but uh, but all of these players had a, had a pretty good handle on it. They they handled their cover calls pretty well themselves. Yeah, it was a day one was a was a pretty easy day to be a judge. So that evening, game three for me, I'm playing Rich from Biloxi, and this is breakthrough hemmed in fortified positions. Okay, I had just done this game. I can make this work. Oh look, it's another Imperial. Except it's not just another Imperial. It's a Gav tank. With Weiss yep. and an E-Web and Shores. I think it's two Shores. There's two bikes. There's an ISF. They were literally everywhere. Because uh, the ISF, he infiltrates very early just to be a, a thorn in my side, on my side of the table, within range, You know, I think, one and a half of my deployment zone. Like I'm going to go have to go deal with him thing. The Gav tank and the E-Web, because it's hemmed in, they're going to be able to shoot in my deployment zone. Like this, that, That's never going to be a problem for them. They're always going to be able to. The the terrain was super dense, but I really liked the table. It looked like the set of the first Deadpool movie. Like there's a <laughs> helicarrier in one corner. He's able to deploy shores on top of. They're just raining hellfire into my units. He's got the bikes on the other side. Like I'm, this is hard. And so what I have to do is I have to defend very hard. I put my BXs out to go intercept his ISFs. They roll poorly on defense. I roll great on offense with an offensive push. I uh, get him down to a single unit leader. I one more and I would have killed him. Like oh, he blocked one too many. Uh, so I didn't one shot him. I had to clean him up and then come back around. He put some shores on the ground. I run my whip boys at them. So now I've got two guys poised to be in his back line, protected by this giant helicarrier. Uh, those shores on top of it, though, they sniped me for what felt four rounds. Like I shot at them all yeah. the time with all the things I owned. Uh, that suppressive gun uh, from Weiss and, and for the E-Web, they just. My magnet guards wouldn't die, but I think at some point they had nine suppression on them. It was some god-awful number, and they panicked twice. Now, luckily, yeah, that, I'm that far enough be. up that they don't run off the board in two turns. I actually managed to clear it right before the very, very end. But it, I, I rotate a spider droid to shoot a bike. I kill one of them, but not the other one. Um, I shoot again at the second group because I'm silly and I split fire because I thought, oh, I'll just let my B1s pick off the last guy. He only has two health remaining. It didn't happen. My spider droid's about dead. I go run it up there so that I can get you know the explosion. It does almost no damage. Like <laughs> They block a lot of the things. Even with blasts, they still block things. So, yeah, it's a, it's a tough fight. In fact, I, the only reason that I win that game is that I create a melee that is right outside my deployment zone that because of terrain, the gaff tank can't drive over that part. And because of the melee, he can't drive through the melee. And so he just doesn't have enough activations in the final round to get the gav there. I get a unit that might panic, so he has to drive the gav tank a little bit closer to get that range bubble on him. And it's just because of that. And I, it was one of those things like, should I kill the guy? Oh, God, no, I can't kill his last unit here because then that melee is broken and he's just going to run through me and displace me. So, right. Uh, I sneak that one out at the very, very, very end. It, again, a tough, hard game. 
Uh, and everyone else has had tough, hard games. Like we've had, like you can hear the chatter. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, right at this point, 12 of us are about to go out to dinner on a Saturday night, also with no plans. So <laughs> yep, yep, that's that's how we do. We just start roaming the streets. Uh, there's this rainstorm coming in, so the temperature has dipped to a chilly 62 degrees. <laughs> New Orleans is wrapped in sweaters and, you know, hoodies and gloves and that kind of stuff. But we end up finding this this hookah bar, this Greek hookah bar, um, have a fantastic time. Yeah, uh, I was... Uh... At the tail end of the group, we kind of just told a bunch of people like, hey, we're going to meet in the lobby and then we'll message everybody where we where we end up. And uh, Ben starts leading the charge with a handful of people. And it's, uh, I want to say me, Al, and Bushman taking up the rear. And as Ben keeps pinballing from place to place, like sharing oh, yeah. his location with me, uh, we're yep. just playing, you know, detective having to follow him. Uh, I'm literally just dropping posts like, here I am. This is where I'm at right now. We're walking this direction. Uh, we keep following us. Wait, here's the restaurant. Here's the name. Pin again. Like, <laughs> Yeah, so we, we end up at this Mediterranean hookah bar um, that was surprisingly empty, which I was uh, not going to lie. I was a little touch concerned of. Obviously, you want a place someplace a little busy. Don't mind. I don't mind when I'm in a big city like that to wait in line for some good food. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we get in there and... Uh, it was uh it was surprisingly good. I wasn't expecting to have have, you know, some uh oh god, what are the what did Castlacity order the the puffy meat pastry? Oh um, um oh god. because uh, he, he ordered so many things. Like yeah, he, ordered, he, did. he ordered appetizers for just about everybody. Oh, they were so good too. I don't recall off the top of my head. I don't remember. I don't anyway, remember. They were delicious. <laughs> um Samosa is not the right word, is it? It's, oh, it no. basically is, is a samosa. I mean, yeah. it's yeah, it is basically that. You know, in all cultures, every culture has a samosa. Um, yeah, it was it was delicious. It, yeah. Um, uh, but so, you know, I'm I'm sitting at one end of the table, yep. and me, uh, Bushman, who keeps track of the ELO, and Michael Henry, who's you know an actuary, and Al Paz, who's Al Paz, are all sitting at the end of our table talking about the ELO ladder and how it, it you know. You know how it affects game culture and the math and all this stuff. Uh, ben is down at the other end of the table, telling some story of when we used to play X Wing. I don't know. There was a large um, former <laughs> X Wing group from Houston that was there, and right. so they had all played in lots of terms. Like we knew a lot of the same people. Florf had never played X Wings. So we're trying to you know lead him into that. We we're having our own great conversation. It's very loud, very raucous, uh, and so we start the order process. So we all have our own separate conversations here. And you know how Ryan and I tend to always yeah. order the same thing, so much we so do. that when we order together, we will dare each other to go first to see who's picked it. Now, Ryan and I can't do this. I make my order. I know he can't hear it. But the nope. conversation on my side of the table dies down right as Ryan is ordering. Ryan has ordered were... exactly what I had ordered. <laughs> I mean, we're men of taste. There we were, were some, taste. some fried soft shell crab with like oh, a so mushroom good. cream sauce. Oh, Oh, it was, it was good. It was, so, it was delightful. So very good. Yeah. It, it yeah. There was a little bit of crawfish in there too. Like it was just mm-hmm. just divine. Mashed potatoes. It, oh, it was it's just divine. So Yeah, it was really good. We have a great time. Again, go back late because that's of course what we do. The restaurant uh, piles up because it really is a hookah bar. It's like it's a they're a little worried to see a party of twelve come in because they're used to parties of right. four. Um, we have a fantastic time. Yeah, I, f- I did feel better about the place that it started to kind of pack itself out as we were mm-hmm. leaving. I guess you just end your night at the hookah bar instead of yeah, start there. Exactly. So we go back to the hotel and get some rest for, for the next day. We do. In fact, my, I've got some aches and pains. You know, I've been walking a lot, been staying a lot, backs and that kind of stuff. 
I realized, I was like, okay, I'll just take some ibuprofen. Took a little bit too much ibuprofen. Upset the tummy just a little bit, as ibuprofen will do if you're not careful. Um, so I did not go to Cafe Duval the next morning. I decided to sleep in because also between that and the, the 12-year-old girls dancing and Ryan snoring, <laughs> I had had like three hours of sleep and I just needed a That's little bit more That's the weakness talking. It is the, weakness, is the talking. weakness talking. I should have gotten up and got the Cafe Duval, but you know, it's better to, you know, better to make sure my system was clean and good for my f- fourth game, my first round opponent that morning, who turns out to be Scott well, Marler. <laughs> well, hold on. I got to, we got to, we got to tell the Cafe Duval day two story. You weren't oh, there. I was not there. But I'm the first one there. I go walk up there. I take a, they take the scenic route. I'm I'm up early, walking along the river. I get there first, and then uh, the the legionnaires kind of kind of gather. And Scott texts me, and he's like, "Hey, you said I got the budget beignets yesterday. Can you bring me some some actual beignets from Cafe Dumont back?" I was like, "Absolutely sure." And since I was the first one there, I was kind of halfway through my meal before some other people showed up, and Macaditis showed up, and and Paul Mark, and a couple other people, Bushman. And I get there, and I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to be sitting here talking, I had my first order of beignets. I got to already go up and get Scott some orders of beignets. And so I get myself another order, because I'm a fat kid, and I'm in New Orleans. (laughs) I mean, of course Um, you and uh and so i have like two full orders to myself and take back take back some to scott and uh you would think this is the end of the beignet story but but as ben kind of already alluded to about halfway through the first game of the day before lunch uh cruising pirate zach's uh nana comes and brings us tournament collusion cookies and probably like 15 orders of beignets from cafe dumont uh, there were no bags too... left by the end of that day. There were none. <laughs> there were none. There were some cookies left. There weren't any bags of the Cafe du Monde. Oh, <laughs> oh. I, had, I had way too many. Be- I probably had close to 10 beignets that day. Ooh. It was a good day. Every time we travel, our Instagram feed, our you know, our Facebook stuff, it always becomes like a food blog. So if you want to check out bit. those fantastic food blogs or pictures while. of yeah. the tables or pictures of the miniatures or the winners and the specially painted stuff, do check us out on the Instagram at SWStabcast. Uh, I took a ton of photos when I could. Mm-hmm. I have a ton more I'll still be posting between now and then. Uh, Ryan takes photos with Al's camera for some reason. He didn't bring his own. Uh, Ryan just like to post those places. But on the drive back, I posted a ton of stuff on instagram so take a look at those at sw stabcast you can also check us out on the facebook and twitter social medias rate us on the itunes or subscribe on the spotify's whichever you place you like to have us enter your ears from we appreciate it we are doing it right now <laughs> uh, <laughs> man and we're available so at this. on all the platforms <laughs> i'm great and the people love me it's so. true uh, uh, man, that's two hard F-bombs from the night. Hard edit. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I, you can also follow us on the Legion Discord, where we mm-hmm. tend to sometimes hang out if you summon us. Um, I was hanging out for the past couple weeks in the New Orleans Open Chat. I've now pivoted to the Cherokee Open Chat, if you want to come say hey. I tend to keep a pretty close eye on that. Uh, we're all at Stabcast, insert our name. I think Tim's got a dumb name right now, but uh, that's it. Yes, uh, and then if you want to support the show, you can go to our shirt shop at teespring.com slash stores slash stabcast. Pick up a, a hoodie, a fanny pack, a shirt. Uh, help keep the lights here at uh, the Stabcast compound running. Some of you have asked about our adult onesie situation. I have been investigating. I cannot find a print-on-demand adult onesie shop. But I have found some very good deals in Etsy that will then sure. print your picture onto their fabric and then make it. 
if you're interested in that, send us an email at swstabcast at gmail.com. I'll send you some links. Get you your own adult onesie with stab cats yep. all over it. Or you could also, you know, send show ideas or questions or comments you have for the show. I mean, too. you could do that. But onesies, you could, man. You adult could onesies. Tim would wear an adult onesie. I actually put that in the group chat. Tim's like, you had my attention. <laughs> uh, but if this, uh, if this show hasn't been uh, monologue enough, breakfast is over. It's time to get back on the grind. Back Who'd on the grind. In? Scott Marler, my local, a guy I know played a lot against, playing in the exact same list he's already beat me twice with. Uh, yeah, he has. <laughs> it is the Vader Lat. He's got Callus. He's got yep. Storms. He's got a Shore Trooper in there. He's got a, a two sniper squads. So we have been talking over the past couple of days about Red Player. Mm-hmm. And so I, even when I didn't have Red Player, I, I took a 799 list. People were giving me Blue Player. And I just had not, I'd not played enough games to wrap my mind around why. So Scott gives me Blue Player and decides to take Table Edge. And, yeah, and, he and, does. And, and Battle Deck. And then I saw it. I really saw what he had done with that. And it was one of those, he picked the table edge that was going to work best for him. It was going to put me in a place where I was going to be spread across terrain that would be difficult for me to move through, but not for him. It, like, it was going to tighten me up in some places. I was like, oh, interesting. And so we, he and I kind of had that conversation. And Scott and I are super chatty. Uh, we are. That's right. just the nature of us. Uh, we had some friends who were playing X-Wing from Birmingham come down. We talked a lot there. In fact, when uh, when the Pirates' grandmother showed up, Scott, is an, he's just a flirt. I'm just going to be honest with you guys. He's just a flirt. If, if oh. He'll flirt with oh, anyone no. who, who into his field Not of vision. flirty, Scott. Your, your grandmother, your mother, your sister, your, your daughters. <laughs> Scott's just a flirt. Uh, and so, I know. I've kept mine safe. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, and I'm also like, hey, Scott, we got to play this game too. Like, you know, gently, we got to play this game thing. We got to get there. <laughs> so, it, and again, Again, it's one of those nail-biter matches. It's key positions, is long march, and limited visibility. And Scott forces me to have to put units closer to him on long march so I can stop the lap when he comes at me. Now, luckily, I have BXs, which don't care about terrain, because uh, we actually use ri- river pieces from you, Will, in mm-hmm. the center of this map, uh, which really puts some, some interesting terrain features in there. I didn't set up Glad this map. Use them. I, I love it when people take the stuff that I own and then set it up because they look at it differently. Um, yeah. So check out those photos because I really like this map and I may try to reset it up this way and make some, some minor changes to it. But Scott forced me to put both of my Magnus, my BX, and a Spider in his direction on my you know my far right-hand side to fight a lat, which is just going to turn around and come up the middle. And I know this, but I can't let Scott fly up the side and then come in from behind, you know, kiss me on the back of the neck and then give it to me. I, I can't have that right. happen. And so, sure enough, lat flies up. This is the first time I've been able to use my ions to actually ion lock something. Like, the gav okay. tank was never worth it in the last game. I did not use the ions. In fact, I used both of those spiders never shot at the gav tank. It was not worth it. And so, this is the first time. So I, But by that point, he's done exactly what the lat's supposed to do, which is deliver Vader to the middle of the map. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> this happened to you before. Yes. Yes. This is where I've lost both my games against this list. Like, it was... It was just gross. So my BXs run up his side. I kill a sniper unit. I take him towards Callus. Callus is like, no, thank you. Pop, pop. They're dead. Um, I, the BX rocket is in a place where he can shoot from there, but I have to move the whip guys around. I pull a very nice backup, my spider, you know, the slow speed, which puts him in the right direction. I will tell you my biggest lesson from this thing is Kraken is really good because override yeah. two is fantastic. 
Yeah, Override two is so good because Kraken can normally take the he can take that uh, that that suppression um, with with having endurance and strict orders. I've almost always given him an order token, so when I activate him, he's going to rip off one of them, and now I have to worry about the roll at the end of the round. I'm going to take two more off, so I'm able to you know override that spider droid. He backs up, he shoots at Scott, which kind of puts that final lockdown on, puts enough damage into it. But I can't have it activate, even if it only has no actions there as an activation burn. So I, I go ahead and kill mm-hmm. it. But Vader is in my midst, and Vader drives towards my key position. Like it's a little wall that I've got a whole bunch of B ones around, and he does exactly what what Vader does to B ones, which is mostly just chop them into small, tiny pieces. <laughs> uh, he uses force push to push away some the my whip magna guards to get them far away, and now I'm I'm like two and a half activation or two activations to get them even into melee with Vader. It's just looking very very gross and. He's Scott's got one small stormtrooper unit on the his KP, and the centerpiece is actually one of those land speeder models, and so I'm just trying to shoot across there. And at some point, I decide, you know what? I'm going to throw all the bodies on the center. Let Vader have my wall if I have to. Um, and so I actually run both spider droids up to go sit, touch the middle. I put a small B1 unit that has exactly two bodies on it up in the middle. I run magna guards uh, all the way up the middle and let the the whip guys deal with Vader as they can. They die. Uh, other B1s <laughs> die. In fact, I have to throw Kraken into the mix. Like Kraken goes in, he goes to whale up for a punch on on Vader, uh, and then I I put enough damage into Vader that I kill him, and then I tie up enough of the other units they can't get there. And so I managed to pull off a, a two to one here. In fact, at the very last thing, Scott's like, "Yeah, there's no way else I can win," but he said to me, "You know, Ben, because we're playing for MOV." you really, you got to at least take the shot. Try to shoot my guys down. So we played out the rest of the game. This is one of the reasons why Ryan nearly had to hard dice us because we played it yep. out. Can I kill the, the, it's just a single stormtrooper unit on this this point in heavy cover. I get it down to the unit leader. It's close because if it's two to zero, it's very different for your MOV than if it's two to one. Mm-hmm. So Ryan, tell us about MOV in this tournament and why that's such a big deal. One, Scott yeah. gave me the opportunity and why I had to even think about it. Sure. Yeah. So I have been on for, you know, probably the better part of a year now on the MOV uh, bandwagon, which is for those not in the loop, the margin of victory as opposed uh, to strength of schedule for tiebreakers. And there's a lot of passionate people on a lot of different sides and there's, there's pros and cons to both ideas. But when I looked around, I noticed that it was always strength of schedule in these arguments versus the idea of MOV. And so I finally wrestled power away and got to run my own tournament. And so we did MOV as kind of a, a litmus test, a test run. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we did to help kind of spice things up to, to make LOV really matter since we weren't doing a cut – um, I do think both SOS and MOV, any tiebreaker, is going to benefit from uh, the more games you get to play. Yes. Sure. We Absolutely. just did five rounds of Swiss. There was no cut to day two. Um, a lot of, you know, I wanted everybody who came to New Orleans to be able to play as much Legion as they wanted to. And honestly, I was expecting the field to kind of cut itself, as if you would, where we play three games and then... Only half the field or less shows back up for day two, uh, but we had only five people not make it, and most of those were due to uh, like emergency work complications, which was which was really cool. And nobody dropped day one, which was also really cool. Mm-hmm. But MOV is basically the scoring system where you take all of the points that you, both players have scored, 
and divide them uh, by a hundred, giving each player their fair share. So if you pl- if you go two to two on VAPS on sabotage, you guys both get uh, 0.5 MOV. If it's you know two to three, one player gets 66, one player gets 33, and then your MOV score is your average of all of your MOV across all of your games. And it's a it's a scoring system that on the pro side allows you to be in control. You get to decide if you play really, really well and make good decisions instead of just, well, I got paired against stronger or weaker opponents. Uh, on the downside is it can encourage you to win really hard. Like if you're already up just to keep getting up instead of calling a game where you're where you're just going to mathematically come out ahead and calling it, it's you got to see how far ahead you can get. Sometimes uh, you got to pull a Nick Saban and you just 66 to 0 team. Like it's Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so so there are there are pros and then there are, there are cons. Uh but things going into our last round MOV really started to matter because one of the really cool prizes we got sponsored uh, from Jagged Brush Studios was we had these amazing uh, painted and modded models for every faction. So we had uh, Dooku in like a colorful Mardi Gras cape with his lightsaber turned around to be like a walking cane. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had Go Cup Anakin with a masquerade mask and party cowboy hat Lando. And uh, the best model, Ben. Yeah, yeah the best the, model. The, the best model was was Vader with uh, with a forty and beads. some beads. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, we did best in faction. And so coming into the last day, everybody was really squaring off. And I think that's what, maybe one of the reasons everybody stayed is, you know, it was best in faction at the at the end of the event. And things got a little sweaty because we had two separatists. I think there were probably more than two, but there were two that were really close to the top. Our very own uh, Benjamin Fowler. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. And Daniel Lupo of, Yay. Uh, of Houston Yay, uh, were Lupo. incredibly close to one another uh, for MOV. And it, it did come down to the final game where they didn't play each other, but they still had, in a way, to play each other. How did you as a player feel about MOV. So it was definitely something that Gus and I talked about in game one. Cause I said, cause we realized it was over. I wasn't going to win, but I also recognized that I had to give him the opportunity. We kind of talked it out. Like we can play it out or we can mm-hmm. talk it out. He said, no, no, no. There's no way I can get my units to go fight your guy. You're going to hide behind a corner, take a dodge token for the one of the three activations I have remaining. And there's no way I can shoot him out. So that, so that was a four to seven game, which did bring his MOV down um, right. compared to if he had beaten me, you know, uh, two to one, which is at sixty six percent, or if you know by a higher margin there, and I, so I kind of like having intercept because there's so many point variables there. Sure, it gives, gives yeah. you a lot more options. Recover supplies gives you more options there. But it was definitely one of those things. I was like, oh, we're like like Lupo and I are so close. And I'll be honest. So the, the next separatist list, I spoiler alert, I come in ninth in this tournament. Lupo comes in eighth. But the next separatist list is only thirteen. Yeah, uh, like right, close. like right close, and the one behind that is fifteen. Like they, we mm. were real close to each other. Uh, in fact, number thirteen is Ryan Leedy, uh, the guy who made Tim cry on the inside and then on the outside. <laughs> and Tim who had, who had my favorite list of the tournament. As oh, I absolutely, was on, he did. on Friday night, I was verifying all the lists that had been submitted, and I came across uh, Leedy's list, and I was like, "This is amazing! I need this to win all the things." He didn't, 
but I still love his list. Um, oh, yeah. It was a snail tank transporting Grievous to the middle of the battlefield. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> yes, and it was beautifully painted. It was both New Orleans style, but also Christmas style, but also looked a little bit like Robin from Batman. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, I, I, if I had lost to him, I would have been perfectly fine with it. I guess. <laughs> so as a player, MOV was something I was cognizant of because we knew the shakeout should be, the math says, we should have one undefeated. Or mm-hmm. a healthy number of four and ones that were going to get us there, um, and that that balance. Um, Be- because we didn't sell the event out at thirty two players, there was, and some of our early games went screwy directions. There was almost a place where we don't have a single undefeated, mm-hmm. where everybody's four and one, and MOV is gonna is gonna determine the, the matter whole a event. lot. So that did not. We did eventually have a. Uh, a one singular five zero, but uh, it was so close. He he had I think three of his five games with nail biters. I was pretty sure my MOV was awfully tight through a lot of these games. I wasn't even if everyone goes four and one and I win my last game, I'm probably not going to mm-hmm. be the top. I knew right. that. But before this game, um, Lupo and and Florf and I were sitting around kind of talking and realized that he and I are very close. That, and so there's a healthy chance if I win my game and Lupo doesn't, I'm definitely going to take this thing from him. If Lupo and I both lose, it's going to be real close. And of course, if Lupo wins his game, then I and I don't win mine like it's his right. outright, but it's going to be real, real close. And Florf and Lupo play very fast. They are speed players, and you all know I'm not necessarily a speed player. Uh, so <laughs> they decided boy. they decided to place a bet. How long would it take them to actually finish their game? Florf said yeah. about an hour and 15. I gave him the under at an hour. So <laughs> I think it took them an hour and 22 minutes to play their game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it, was, it, was some, it was some number like that. It was, yeah, it was maybe an hour and a half at the outpost, but it was, yeah, it wasn't much past that. No speaking, only Legion. Only Legion, only play. Only pointing. And, and so I will tell you before I start my battle report, somewhere in the middle, I hear that Lupo has lost because Florf is actually on the table one row over, but like we can look at each other. And that he has almost tabled Lupo. There was Ooh. one B1 model remaining. Yeah. So that means, one, Lupo's MOV is definitely coming down. If I can win my game, I'm going to go out on top. Or if I can at least make the point differential there enough, I may actually pull this thing off. So let me tell you about the game. I'm paired up against Michael Henry of Atlanta. Oh, no. So... Michael Henry, I played him at ATC two years ago. He shows up at a lot of our events. He normally just steals our prizes and drives back to Atlanta. He's a great yep. guy. He went to Dallas for LSO with Will, Tim, and I. We went out to dinner. It was fantastic. We enjoyed ourselves. It was. It was I great. like him a lot. He took his entire family down with him. They rode the train from Atlanta into New Orleans. Um, you know, They went sightseeing. He had lovely mm-hmm. wife, lovely children. Love the guy a lot. So he and I said, you know what? We're going to have fun. We're both genial guys. We're going to make this a fun game. Let's have fun. And see what craziness comes out of it. Whoo! Does some some crazies come out? Here's his list. It is three dobacks with O push and HQ uplinks. It's good. Krennic, an Inferno squad, a DT, two shores, and two mortars. That's a lot. Now this is not the first time I have seen dobacks. Uh, it's not the first time I've seen Krennic. There's no op vader here, so that's kind of nice. Because I don't have that going for me. But I decide to do, because of this table, I think I need to be red player. Like, there's clearly one side that has the better Mm -hmm. deployment side. But that means we're using his battle deck. And that's where things get real weird. 
Um, I get the better side. We end up going down to Long March, Minefield, and Recover the Supplies. Now, I can hear you, audience. Oh, Recover the Supplies. That's dangerous, especially since he has an ISF, so he can drop in the middle. We're at Long March, which means I can't get to the middle very quickly. Like, we're awfully far away from the middle, and he's going to be able to drop yeah. on it. Um, my problem was the one behind Long March, which I could have vetoed, was Breakthrough. And that's much worse for me on Long March, where he can sit with these dewbacks, just patrolling his line. He gets the tie, he's going to win because of blue because of blue player. Like, if we get to tie and somehow the points killed are the same, like, if we just sat in our deployment zones and said, come at me, bro, and did nothing, right. he's going to win that tie. And I can't go there. After the game, Michael Henry and I, we, he's, like I said, he's an actuarian. He knows stats. He's like, he, he's like, yeah, you did the right thing by choosing red. And then the way that flop happened, is, it was exactly the right place for me to be able to, to, you know, to get to that box. So I'm thinking, son of a biscuit, I'm going to lose this game awfully quick. The, that Imper- Inferno squad is going to pick up that box and run away, and I'm never going to recover. So I have to the get supplies. I'm never going to recover those supplies. I have to get super aggressive. And so I do. Um, I drop my orbital strike on turn one. Uh, Kren- yeah, yeah, so Kraken is far enough away. I can see him. I can see the unit. Like I've even I've even positioned things because he dropped that first. You knew I could box him out because I could have theoretically taken some BXs, ran in that direction to give him that range three. Um, but you know right. he's, he's blue player. He's deploying first, so he drops him right there. I put my spider droids down there. I put the Magna Guard with the uh, rocket down there. And my plan is I'm just going to shoot the bejesus out of them while I can. Uh-huh. And then Michael Henry does something I wasn't expecting. And he plays Annihilation Looms on turn one. Yeah, he does. I have the priority because I have the two pip. Everyone now has a suppression token. And the orbital strike for CIS is also suppressive. So in the first attack, I think I kill one body. And he now has three suppression. For his first activation. Krennic's not at range in order to pull that off. Like to pull them away. Like he can't compel them. And they also, when you compel, you can't pick up the box before that. Right. So now he's in a rough spot. We're in minefields. So we have to go blow some stuff up. So he decides to throw Krennic out there to get close enough so he can. So he can hopefully help them in some way. And the bomb doesn't explode. <laughs> so <laughs> that gives me another activation. I shoot them again. This time with, the, with an ion spider. I think I take another model off here. And I get to the place where he's like, well, son, I can't, he can't do anything. So he basically picks up the box and just tries to you know, hunker down. I put two more shots into him and then I knock the guys off. Now nobody has the middle point at the start, at the first of round one. And now it's a game. And now it's a real tight game. Um, mm. It just, uh, so I'm like, okay, I've got to dodge. I can be careful. But when, when those dewbacks come out of the field, they are just super hard to block with a B1. There's not a lot I can do about it. He's using them so well. It's, it is so gross. I, I won't call it oppressive. I, I won't. It's well played and well managed. But Krennic is within, within compel range of most of them. So they now have enough suppression to get compelled, to spur, to move, to shoot me or attack me with claws, and then refresh. And, then and refresh. do it That's all over part. again. Yeah. So they get in order tokens when they wanted and OP or offensive push, and they're able to remove all of that beforehand and then get more because I'm yep. shooting at them because I have to shoot them. I have to. That's I can't let good. them live. Yeah. So I'm giving I'm building up enough to get them suppressed again to then spur and hit me in the face one more time. It is so, so very, very gross. Um 
I attempt to run down some with my BXs. I, I go into his field. I got these magnet guards. We got great terrain pieces. I really liked it. Again, you can check out the photos we're going to post off to the Instagram. Uh, at one point, he, he damages my spider droid. He breaks the weapon on that because he definitely doesn't want that running around. So I'm like, okay, now's the time. I'm going to run my spider droid in and explode. Except if I do that, I'm going to probably kill my own BXs. And I need them. I need them to be able to grab either the center box or even Michael Henry's lower box, the one closest to me on my side of that long march. And so I don't. I can't. So I just take the final shot and pray. I get a little bit of damage to do back. I think I get one. <laughs> it is so very gross. I, I fight hard. I In fact, I actually make it so he can't take his own box close to me. Um, I, I make it impossible for that to happen. Uh, he's always got down there's a mortar which can't pick up that box. And so he's running to do back at them. He's got to stop me from getting that box. And all I have to do is defend my two. Now, I've got a relatively safe one that's kind of tucked away. He can't get two. But there's one that's a little bit closer to a do back. I am shooting this do back for all that I am worth. He runs into one of my B1s, which, of course, you know, means I can't shoot him anymore. So I've got to retreat with them. So I do. I withdraw. And... It's one of those, the thoughts not in my head of where that box is going to be. I'd have to be playing a lot more 4D chess to really have done it correctly. I withdraw at just the right angle, uh, what I thought was going to help me be more protected. My He then runs into my box carrier. He nearly destroys them. But I'll say, because I had eight bodies on all these guys, they rarely died all the way. Even when he got right. six hits through and I blocked nothing, because that's what B1 white dice do, I still had two bodies left. So I withdraw with my box carrier so he just can't swipe at me and then do it for free and try to get to a place where I can protect that box so he can go pick it up again. I shoot it again. He doesn't die. I shoot him again. He doesn't die. He's, he's actually, you know, he's trying to get the piece to pull it out there. I even have Kraken do it on the second last turn just to get that pierce <laughs> in there. He blocks just about everything but one health. Is a one health do back on the final round, which just has to go eat my box care. And if he does, we go one to one, which is amazing for recover supplies. Like that is just amazing to yeah. me. And it comes down to points bath. killed. It's a bloodbath. And it comes to points killed. And I have not killed that many things. I have taken a lot of damage to do the things to get that victory. I've not killed anywhere near enough things. So um, I go for it. I try to get that Kraken shot in there. Like I said, or get that shot. It doesn't happen. He eats my box carrier. I said, like, okay, it's fine though. I've got this one B1 unit. I put the I put the movement template down. I'm short just half a centimeter. I'm I'm just, it is barely short. Like I pick the model up, I set it down on the other end, and I'm just a hair short. He's mm. blocked up with mm. his dewback all the other units that I had. Like there's no way I can move, I can't move through the dewback. And the angle is not enough that I can move around the dewback and also pick it up. I'm just short. A half centimeter. And I curse the skies. Uh, <laughs> it's a fantastic we're talking game. About, we're talking about Legion though, Ben. Where, it is true. I curse myself. I curse I curse the uh, the dewbacks. I'm now I'm not hating dewbacks as much as I hate a tauntaun, but now I'm saying creature rules probably need to be rediscovered. No, it was no, just get the hell I'm out kidding. Of here. I'm kidding. But it was so close. It was so very close. And I knew that if I won, I was gonna vault over Lupo, take home that Dooku. I knew that if I could get a better MOV out of this, like it was gonna come down to the very, very end. And I just fall a little short. It was a fantastic game. It really, I, I mean, I've been talking about this much longer than my other games. Uh, yep. It's not, I mean, I do like Michael a lot. And I mean, I, I mean, it's not because I like him most. It's because the game was so good. And it was the difference between getting, you know, getting the top on that. We do the math. 
Because Florf did not manage to table Lupo, thanks Florf, um, Lupo comes out 0. 0.07 ahead of me in MOV to be first Separatist at number eight. And I come in right behind him at number nine. We're both three and two, but it's just so, so very close. It was fantastic. Such All great games this weekend. you played someone that knew what to do with their do-back, huh? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Strange. No, no, no. Well, Pirate knew what to do with his, too. Like, I, I got no. the enough of those dice in there to kill it. Because he also had to come into my zone. Tim, yeah, yeah oh, I, I oh, meant Tim. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Tim. Oh, definitely. When, yeah. when feeding, Tim didn't feeding. punch my, when Tim punched mine instead of walking out, you know, all that. Or or feeding Dubek's to Luke. Yes, you should that not too. do any of that at all. It was oh, it was so such good games all weekend. I saw a lot of Dubek's. I did, and they were rough games. I saw some lats, and I saw a Gav, and I ioned what I could. Saw lots of OP Vader. Saw tons of Krennics. Like they were great games. I would yeah. have liked to have not had to face red defense dice the entire time. That would have been cool. Would have been cool, guys. But I was- <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was the interesting thing. A, a lot of people uh, have been choosing because of this perceived armor meta we're in, uh, impact over Pierce, mm-hmm. and definitely some of the people that I think had some of the most success had a lot, a lot. A lot of, if not Pierce, at least ways to to deal unblockable damage. Op Vader with Choke uh, was a mm-hmm. really popular choice. Um, Watch B1 just drop dead left and right. Like, see, uh, I, I, I hate to – I'm going to go back to this. Scott does it so well. Like he really mm-hmm. has got that part figured out. And I, like I said, I really – like he, he nearly beat me again. And I just squeezed it out at the very end. Like he's so good with it now. Uh, Bushman, who finished number two, had – Han, Luke, and Chewie in his list with That's three snipers. Bar. So he had a ton of Pierce, which I think was a really good call. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was a really cool event. I definitely, definitely had some competition envy. You guys know if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, I I'm the competitive tryhard, and just sitting there behind my computer, answering questions, talking to people, and yelling out time you know time left in the round. I was watching all my friends play, you know, seven games of Legion. It, it hurt my soul a little. I'm not going to lie. It hurt my soul. Yeah, I could tell. I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> so it ends. I've, I've posted beautiful photos of our winners who got the best in faction. Of course, uh, Gus came out on top. He did go undefeated there. Um, took a beautiful to flask home from uh, Six Up Supplies. Yeah, Red. Six Up Supply gave us uh, two force flasks. Oh. Uh, obviously, we had the best in faction prizes. Uh, Frontline got us some really cool kind of Martian-looking uh, mats, uh, 6x4 nice. mats with the New Orleans Open logo stamped on it, which was was really cool. Legion 99 sent us a bunch of acrylic stuff and uh, Kraken and Yoda cards to hand out. And then we had the super cool uh, NOLA orders uh, command, cards. command cards that Cammy's custom cards uh, printed up for us, which was, which was really oh, they cool. They were fantastic. So huge shout out to everyone who who pitched in to really make this happen because um, we could not have done it with without each and each and every one of y'all. We really mm-hmm. couldn't have. Absolutely. Um, Cam, uh, Cammy put, had some really great like how to play the, the hunting season game. Like those yeah, are super she, handy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she printed it. She's just like, hey, I put all these rules on a reference card. Do you want me to print them and give them out? I was like, yes, yes, that would Thank be amazing. You so very much. Um, she had a bunch of errata cards to where I got to just go throw extra prizes on the table and be mm-hmm. like, winner gets first pick of the loot, which I thought was fun. Um, yeah, and really, really, 
people supported the events in ways that I wasn't imagining. And the cool thing was about all of our sponsors, I'm really terrible about asking for things. Yes. Everyone who helped us out, everyone who helped us out just found me and said, hey, I I hear you're doing this thing and I want to help. And that really does mean the world to me. Um, It It was really cool to watch everybody offer that up. So 40K had tons of players on Saturday. Not a lot returned on Sunday. They had some. Yeah. Um, but they were able to start packing up about one-ish. Like, they didn't have a lot left except for their top table that was still playing as we finished up. But when and we... I, I asked Kicker about that, and apparently that's because everybody in 40K plays Friday. So where our main event is Saturday into Sunday, theirs is oh, Friday, Friday and Saturday. Saturday and a cut Sunday. Like a gotcha. cut. I think it's just a cut four. Um, but, you know, but we turned around, and next thing we know, everything was packed up. Like yeah. tape, like breakdown took us thirty minutes. Again, it yeah, was 30, an all hands on minutes, deck yeah. kind of piece. Like so much so that Henry and I are talking about our game, and we're both again fried here because it's like we gotta start picking and moving things because we got stuff to clean up here. And of course, I'm taking photos because Ryan's handing out prizes. Um, uh, yeah, it was just, it, it was it was real real uh, it was real quick cleanup. It really was. So at the end, what else is there to do but go have dinner? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we pack up and we go to the Oyster House. Now, you can go to Drago's and spend really lots of money. Um, or you can go to Acme Oyster Bar, which is right there next to Bourbon Street. There are yep. five other oyster bars within line of sight of Acme. Yeah, we could see them. We they could had see heavy them. cover, but we could see we, them. They had open tables. We could Jeez. have gone in and gotten a table exactly that moment. Acme had a 30-minute wait. And we said, here's where we're going to wait. We're going to go to the place yep. that has a wait. And it was, oh, so, so, so very good. Yeah, it really was. Um, we got some some raw oysters because I think me and you, Ben, were the only people who had had raw oysters before. Um, you got some charbroiled oysters covered in like garlic and butter, and those were also delicious. Sh- shared those with the table. I, so our table, again, we like to go with people who, you know, we can get them some experiences they've ever had. A lot of people had not had raw oysters. So like, well, we're mm-hmm. going to try it. You got to at least try it once. Um, and then we gave them the charbroiled oysters because, you know, that at least soothes that, that, face, that taste a little bit. If you don't like raw oysters. Um, yeah. Delicious. Fantastic time. And of course, then by that point, and we have a great dinner. I, I end up having butter beans and shrimp tasso gravy over rice. Mm-hmm. And it was fantastic. Uh, I have bread pudding because why not? I mean, you know, we're having all the all the good foods down there. Places. I had more more oysters, some fried oysters oh, and fried fish. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You just, just such 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 good time. And as we're, you know, with the party starting to break up a little bit. And you know, I was like, you know, Bourbon Street's right here. Florf, have you ever been to Bourbon Street? <laughs> so we make jokes about Florf's youth. He's a lot like Will when we first met Will, low these yeah, seven years he really ago. Is. Like he's a, he is. He, he's but a youth, and so of course he'd never been. And it turns out Bushman, um, you know, like Brett, our Arizona trash bag, had never been there either. So <laughs> trash bag. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's a joke from the Good Place, guys. It's a joke from the Good Place. Trash um, panda. Uh, no, no, Brett's a trash panda, but they talk about Arizona trash people and trash bags. So oh, okay. <laughs> it's a, it's the same way that the Good Place also makes jokes about Jacksonville, Florida. They do it out of love, but also hate. So it's like <laughs> it's mostly hate. That's mostly hate. <laughs> so we decided to take Floor from Bushman down to Bourbon Street. Yep. And now this is Bourbon Street in the not in the middle of Christmas, but like you know two weeks out from Christmas uh, on a Sunday night. The place is hopping. <laughs> There's a ton yeah, of people on it. It's just bumping. Yeah, <laughs> it's just bumping. Uh, floor size get gigantic. Um, you can tell uh, Bushman's not you can, not really into it. Like not really quite the vibe he's looking for. And we I think we stroll what three four blocks in. Yeah, and yeah, decide and to back out. Yep. 
come back out. But they've had their experience. They saw the things. They listened to the music. We'd have some great music while we were there. One guy was just doing like an EDM DJ session on a cart he was pushing. It was yep, kind of down impressive, the street. honestly. Yep. I mean, you got your bucket brigades are beating out the drums. You got some the, the, you know, classic players. Cafe Dumont, and you had a great 12-piece band great playing band. Yep. Uh, that, that Saturday morning. Like I said, you good experience. And then we went back to the hotel, and what do you do? You just talk about Legion for another six hours. Yeah, we, yeah, we sat and talked about Legion until 2 o'clock in the morning in the lobby until <laughs> they yelled at us that they had to clean. Yeah, Lily, they um, left, like, I have to clean the table now. Go. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, right. just like just like New Orleans, we had a great time in Legion. It was yep. it was dirty, but it was beautiful, and it was fun, and we ate a lot of food. But, you know, maybe some of us got pickpocketed. We're not really sure. So. <laughs> no, okay, fun. So that, I'm just saying uh, Dooku was possibly stolen from me by Lupo is all I'm saying. If Florida had done his uh, job, or if I had done my job with Scott and killed that one stupid unit leader, perhaps things would have been different. I appreciated Lupo's donation to the Church of Piston. Yes. Um. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> all right, wrap it up, old timers. So, you know, we had lots of fun, lots of fun. So that tournament's done. So what's the next yep. tournament? <laughs> well, the next one is 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 the big bad. It's uh, the Las Vegas Open that I believe uh, me, Tim, and Brett will be going to, along with yes. probably half of our listener base. Uh, LVO right. is around the corner. I got to start practicing my my commitments of of tournament prep. Are well, they're not done, but we've uh, I've got to actually start prepping to to participate. Mm-hmm. Uh, about a month after that, we've got the Cherokee Open, which you guys should all come to. Uh, right now, we don't have a player cap. We're just going to see how high we can get those numbers. Oh, wow. It's going to be more retreat style. So we're going to be kind of at this up in the mountains at this resort that's got a bunch Harris of restaurants Casino. in it. Harris Casino. It's got a bowling alley, arcades, all kinds of cool stuff. Um, so you're going to come there. It It's not, sadly, near like a major airport. Um, An hour out But if you, if you yeah, if you can get there, you can just like you don't have to leave. To you have to have to fly back, mm-hmm. so everything will be kind of all inclusive. Then we've got Adepticon, and Adepticon we don't exactly. I'm hoping we'll know what to expect. Maybe by next episode, probably not. But I've heard uh, that an event listing is coming out before the end of the month, like maybe the 28th or so. Yeah. So, we'll, so we'll hopefully s- that will come out. Post Christmas, we'll everyone's got their Christmas money in hand. You're gonna thank Grandma yeah. for giving you that ticket to Adepticon. Well, it won't be <laughs> it won't be open for sale yet, from what I saw. It was like event listing goes up before the end of the month, and then, then tickets start- go for sale like early January. Okay. So and then we've got uh, yeah, then we've got Rocky Top Game Con, uh, which is gonna be a 32 man two day event uh, here in Knoxville. Uh, we're working with. Uh, with a local event coordinator who's going to put on a small convention. We were there last year, and the convention looks like it is hopping and growing, and I would really love to sell that out. So if you guys want to come to Knoxville and hang out with us, um, you can do that. Tickets are on sale. We'll have a – for both Cherokee and Rocky Top Game Con, we'll have links in the description of where you can get tickets. That might be the first all-four stabcast thing if Ben yeah. isn't busy. Uh, yeah, uh, someone will be busy, I'm sure. I'll make yeah. Adepticon. Are we not all four making it to Adepticon? We'll all make it to Cherokee. We'll all make it to Cherokee. I'm just saying, I told Alpaz that we always had a designated survivor, so no one could table all four of us in one event. (laughs) Could take us all out in the same car. (laughs) Yeah, because Paz wants to. Yeah, yeah, he does. He can always be the top gar player at number 14. So. We're figuring shit Shots out, okay? Shots fired. Shots fired. Now he's going to murder you. Well, listen, Sinko's figuring things out. Will, I've heard there's some news. News? The news. 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 Sorry, I haven't spoken in 90 minutes. Um, (laughs) That's your fault. (laughs) Just jump in there, buddy. Throw them verbal elbows. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. 
there's there's a, a wee little bit of news, maybe, sorta. Uh a little green bit of news. A little green oh. sp- little smidgen smidgen? I don't know. News. Yeah. Smidgen. Uh Yo Yoda, that guy, and Wookiees may have finally been unloaded off the boat by the Teamsters. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you got to pay those longshoremen guys. You, AMG, you got to. If you don't know how to do that, you got to pay them longshoremen. <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll put you through hell. We hear through through the internet the fourteenth, perhaps. I think that, that is was from Asmodee. That is the Asmodee web store. So well, they're being bought, so they might just be doing whatever they want. I don't know. <laughs> That's true. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, we all know that was coming. We knew that was Asmodee buying other companies to make their financials right to be bought by some other company, so some yes. right. some hedge fund can make money in the meantime. Indeed. Yeah, uh, so yeah. Yoda's a uh, street date for Yoda and Wookiees, so uh, I don't have to use my uh, printed out at work cards. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that'll Tim give you like, a second Yoda to make a backpack out of, so you can put him on Wookie- on uh, Chewbacca. Well, and <laughs> Tim hasn't actually given me the Yoda he told me he would, or any of oh. the other models, because I haven't seen him in well, right. two months. Which yeah. and then it'll be two more weeks of quarantining from him. So oh, absolutely, I, you know. <laughs> like we'll see we really weren't joking about you know a COVID outbreak on a cruise in New Mexico. Like that's actually what's happened to Tim. So he's <laughs> he doesn't have it yet, but I mean he's on a boat. I mean come he's on, on a boat viruses with the stuff. Yeah. Yep. So I'll probably just end up getting real Yoda and Wookies before I see Tim in person again. So right, that'll yeah. be fun. That'll be fun. Yeah. So. Uh, me and uh, Ben have been gallivanting all over the southeastern United States. Yes. Uh, what have you been up to, Will? Models and paint. Models and paint. Will is yeah. a boy who likes models and paint. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Uh, I even sang it off tune. So you, you did. <laughs> you did. Thank. Well, and we gotta be sh- we gotta be uh, safe against copyrights. So exactly. good job. Yeah. We don't That's have really copyrights there. So yeah. Um. Yeah, I joked about it earlier, but I had to paint most of Ben's army before he left. It really then, was about half my half my army. I yeah, was like, it was. Well, it was what can you bit. get done in time? What should I be expecting so as I'm doing this list building, I can be planning things? He's like, I can get you some Krakens, the Magnas, and the Spiders. Because we talked well, about like, the, the – yeah. well, we had talked about possibly the, um, the, the snail tank, but that was definitely going to be too much of a job, so – well, it was. I could have done one or the other. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I could have exactly. maybe had two snails that were like half baked, or what I got done instead. So probably picked the better route there because yeah. those those spider droids are really easy to paint. But yeah, it was there was some crunch there. Uh, definitely felt like the magnas could have used a little more touch ups, but they were they were good to go. I felt like and been approved, so we went I for approved. it. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, I've still been working on the other pile of crap because. Ben bought a lot of stuff, and then I bought two <laughs> infantry Listen, support platforms and a bunch of Marvel minis. So I've we done talked this about myself. this last episode. I know you didn't, weren't there for it, but remember, my last release was like January. <laughs> uh, yeah, I understand. Yeah, as all I my mean, things came at once. What did I have anything after the the commander pack too? Um, no, I think yeah, you and I were. Yeah, I think we're yeah, on the same uh, on the same, same timeline there. Yeah. So. And all I got was a stupid airboat and a <laughs> piece of wood. That that airboat's so, amazing. It is amazing. It is I amazing. also have three fluttercrafts that are still in the box in my closet because I'm terrified of trying to even work on those. I don't even know. Those will take me months because so, I won't just build them and spray paint them brown. You know, previous episode we kind of gave we talked about Brett's paint jobs, oh, and he, they can be eclectic. 
They ha- and we posted photos. Yes. You've seen them. I actually really like his Fluttercraft. His work is really uniquely good. Brett. It is uniquely Brett, exactly. But I kind of like what he's done with this from the photos he yeah. sent us. So, no, I've just I I got I them, and then Brett came to get his because I bought his at Sci-Fi, and then we were chit chatting, and it was just like this seems really bad, and so I put them in the closets. Like maybe I'll work on them later <laughs> when I want to try them out, but for now, I'm more excited well, for the the airboat, and I had to do you, your stuff anyway. So you say they're bad, but they did win packs. See, that's the thing. It's like they <laughs> seem so bad. They didn't win packs. Hold on. I thought no. they won packs. They, they just play no, second, they, top four. They top aided. Okay, they top aided. I yeah. mean, that's a that's a thing with the I, rear only they, gun too. Uh, now, clones did win packs. Okay, yes. maybe that's why I can. Um, so they are they packs. are not dead. Unlike uh, Al is demonstrating in New Orleans. <laughs> well, because they were allowed <laughs> um, to use Yoda over there. Ding, true. ding, ding. Yeah, the also winning true. list was a uh, Yoda Padme saber tank. So Gross. But, you know, pew, 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 so pew. Evan, who took the Fluttercraft to PAX, is also calls himself a Trash Panda. So maybe he's a Trash Panda-only unit? I do maybe. not know. Maybe. Brett is our Trash Panda. Evan is I mean, Brett, Brett did win the event. So at, at I said, now, granted, none of us were there. Right. So stop him. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm still torn on that. They'll they'll come out of the closet soon, and I'll work on them. But I was more excited to do uh, my spider foes for Marvel, and then the airboats and snail tanks, and finish up the other super tacticals. Since Ben got three of them, I did. I did actually. Uh, Listen, <laughs> I need independent paint jobs for Kalani. I need one for Kraken, and then my other dude. Who what are we calling the other dude? Uh, Mangenta. Mangenta. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have asked for a magenta color. It'll be delightful. <laughs> yes, to go along with your lavender man. Because honestly, we we talked about this last episode, episode but that's that the unnamed one is still really good because you get override yeah, and yeah. you kids the best of, and you get, you get one get of the best flavor. of both worlds. Yeah. yeah, you get all that flavor, just a slightly lesser version of the flavor. And can I don't know if you brought this up because I don't listen. Uh, did you talk about what I said to you when I dropped off terrain about? how I wish they could do an, an redo Rex like this. I, we did not talk about it, but I'm really with you. I really wish they had done yeah. Rex this way. You can do like a Rex Cody Wolf, Rex Cody mm-hmm. generic, like just, just throw out the current generic commander. I understand he's stupid. Let's just redo <laughs> yeah. a box that has like <laughs> Rex Cody and a generic in it. Just let me have Cause this. Cause if your generic had direct, I mean, I mean, he's already probably should be pushing up into that 70 point range anyway. So, yeah, just yeah, give him it. the fifth health and make him 100 points, and then mm-hmm. give His him gun's else. already doing exactly what the other guns do. Like. Yeah, change. <laughs> swap out bolster for something a little cooler, like reinforcements mm-hmm. maybe. I don't know. But that's probably a CIS thing. I don't know. Some but, game design a thing to make it cool. Uh, but I can also kind of see why the, you know, Gar would have reinforcements. Like, it would be a thing to, to tactically. Well, because then, because I mean, in, my, in my brain, you can have Rex doing scouting party, and then mm-hmm. Cody technically leads the paratroopers. Right. So infiltrate, please. Was was that season seven episode where they're oh, all gosh. hiding underneath the bridge and then suddenly they appear? That's reinforcements right. to a T. Like I mean, yeah, yeah. I love the idea of it. I just I just need uh just give me some infiltrating phase twos. That's what I need in my life. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, my faction's bad. So Ryan. so Rex will get scouting parties and Cody will get infiltrating party. Like, yes. Ooh, ooh, interesting. 
No, that sounds yeah. terrifying. And on that note, it's time to close the show. No, I'm no, no, no. We, talking we, about this. We have more. We have, we have more things to talk about. Because so yeah. I'm actually really interested in. So we saw one snail tank, and it was beautifully painted. And the internet tells me the snail tank seems relatively easy to put together. How how are the models? Like what? How is the modeling? How are the sprues? What are you seeing in this? They are crisp and beautiful. Uh, yes. The snail tanks I have opened and right. looked at the instructions and went. That's actually not so bad. And then went to bed that night. But that's fine. That's fine. I'll get to them. I'm not playing uh, any more Legion until at least January, so it's fine. I, I know. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna break some new ground here, listeners. Tim is wrong. <laughs> <gasps> yes. Wait, hang on. Is that my footprint in this ground? Have we been here before? I think we is have. Is that actually. all of our footprints? This is like, like a circle of footprints. Everyone check your shoes. Do we have? This is very new ground. I'm pathfinding. Uh, <laughs> but Tim. Tim does not like the change to sprues. He says it makes them too hard to assemble, and he wishes they were back to the easy, comes in a bag with all their arms and legs, and you glue it together. Which I get. That was easier. But in every other way, this is so much right. better. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's so much better. I the Just the, the complexity and detail they can do. Like, Just look at the MagnaGuard sprue and understand how efficient that is. Like, it's, it's so pleasing how they sock it together so well because there's not been any weird melting and flexing and shipping or there's not flash and everything like that that came on the old models and it, just something about that old plastic i could not sand it for the life of me it, would, it was like rubber i just yeah, couldn't yeah i couldn't sand yep. it and that bothered the hell out of me so this new stuff i just like it so much more um I, you know i took my boba fett out of the bag to give to floor for the hunting season his gun is just twisted a little bit like like the wanted gun he's just shooting in you know in angles like curving <laughs> he's curving tactical shots. around the corner he has line of sight I, from that gun right I mean, we talked about last episode my dooku has a little bit of a limp lightsaber like darth vader's is almost curled so it looks like a light whip now like i don't even yeah, understand how that, that happened that old plastic that, would just easily it, lose its shape it, and, and it you sits can, in my house like it's temperature controlled it's not in the trunk yeah. of my car it's just no, it's just it's age and then like a few hours in the car mm-hmm, can yeah. just ruin them. Like my old corset Obi-Wan, his lightsaber's kind of buckled, which I have a 3D printed one now, but it's right. still it's that old plastic can just be so weird with temperature and Yeah. It's odd. Like I it happened Whenever... to your your Luke, right? Ryan, your uh special yeah, Luke. Yeah, it did. It's it's happened um my special Luke is okay. My my uh yeah, he's still good, but I am very much looking forward to whenever they reprint the old, you know, the original trilogy stuff and I can go get rebel troopers and I can go get, you know, whatever else I need. Cause my army is looking a little banged up as, as old as it is now and living in the South. And I've grown a lot as a painter Yeah, that I definitely do want to replace some pieces of my army, but I'm definitely waiting the, for reprints on hard plastic. There was nowhere to go, but up. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't know I when did. they'll do that. To be honest, though, <laughs> like even Does the clones, yeah, stop hanging out there. Even the yeah, phase one clones are that soft plastic, like you know. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe a relaunch of a corset or something in the future, but so, I wouldn't think so till then. Have you opened up your ISPs? I have. Yes. Okay. So uh, Tim was Tim talking did, about putting Tim together. Tim did many complaints. <laughs> Tim Tim whined about it. And He's like I the don't... two main pieces fit together like two pancakes, but then there's a whole bunch of other like specialty things. Like I don't want to attach. <laughs> like he there's... doesn't. There's a lot of detail pieces that you attach to make you know, little flaps and little wires. Yeah, and, it has yeah. lots of greebling. 
Lots of Griebling. Um, Griebling, by the way, is the is the official term for modeling where you actually add things like tanks, like 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 fuel tanks or the the pipes mm-hmm. that run alongside. Like, there's a lot of small detail. You, work. you add small details to make it look busier and therefore less bland and flat. Right. More, more like it's a, a thing that actually exists. If you look at a star destroyer, the like the little like strip that runs down the middle of the kind of triangle diamond on the edges, there's like just stuff in there. That's Griebling. Mm-hmm. And when making the models for the movies, they would just like grab staples and bits and Lego pieces and just kind of glue them on to make it look like a spaceship was there. Make it look textured, yeah. Yeah, textured, textured. like it's bigger than it is. Like this is a panel that someone could unplug and there's maybe stuff behind this Yeah, this is a hatch. This is a sensor room. This, yeah. Yep. It's it's a shortcut. But yeah, the, the ISP is just such a weird thing to begin with. I understand why they had to do some weird things to assemble it. Like, Tim complained about how you attach the front kind of, uh, I guess, the armor three bit of it. Because that's the only armor I see on the damn thing. Mm-hmm. The little kind of <laughs> thing that sticks up in front of the pilots. The bullet and, deflector? <laughs> yeah, whatever you want to call it. The fuselage. Uh, <laughs> and it it does attach based on just little, like, pegs that stick up from the floor. And aren't they're not very large. And they just kind of, like, sits on them. And so if you're just trying to do that it can be a little hard i think is so what is Tim it kind of like the t47 uh, ailerons like i snapped those off yeah. real early in my paint job <laughs> so <laughs> you have the pancake where everything is attaching to right and then the front little thing i'm talking about just sits on a f- like five little pegs that stick straight up from the pancake okay kind of like a mountain onto a f- onto a peg. flat surface gotcha and oh, I don't think it has. So, oh, so there's no receiver peg, basically. There's no. I don't think there's a receiver yeah, to like socket to socket it into. Ooh. At least that's what Tim told me. I mean, it's Tim, so. And so, and he is wrong, as my <laughs> new path has declared. <laughs> yes. So we'll see. I doubt it's as bad as he says. Um. So my magnet no. guards you put together, Will, are beautiful. Now there's a lot of pokey bits. Like there's a lot of things that come off the base that oh, get yes. caught on other models. So, well, they have giant electro sticks. Yes. Trying to ta- tuck caves. them in against uh, terrain was difficult. There's a lot of, let oh, me yeah. rotate this to a place where this thing is not poking another thing. Oh, um, I'm waiting to see how intense the new Wookiees are, too. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they look beautiful, but we'll see what they're like. Uh, but yeah, yeah every- I mean, I'm getting three sets because that's the best way I can modernize, start modernizing my army. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many I'm getting. I'll probably buy a couple just for my rebel army. It is the of my of my many armies of the three that I own. It is still my rebels are my second best painting. It's my it's my paint job. And I like them, so it's the one I'm trying to keep up to date as much as I can. I realize right. like I brought all of them to uh, New Orleans with us, so I could, someone needed something we could, and I loaned out some cards and some models, and I got them all back. And but it's one of those like I my imperial one doesn't look good. I did not realize mm-hmm. how badly they have they have aged. I didn't paint them as well as I would have liked to. I've got arms and legs falling off because of you know glue and heat. And I mm-hmm. really need to spend some time, um, probably after Christmas, just kind of going back through and just reattaching things and, and cleaning that army up. Because clearly the Empire is very good. We saw them do very well in New Orleans. But like I actually like that faction too. And now that I can do a Weiss Gav, I mean, honestly, the fact that two ATSTs <laughs> did so well, uh, yeah, I got to, I think. I got to, but... Oh, that's another thing to bring up is that all that old plastic you had to super glue and now mm-hmm. you can use plastic glue on this new right. plastic and it works a lot better because of just the mechanics of it and can't recommend enough Chemistry. to me a super thin plastic cement 
it has this magic way of like surface tensioning its way in between parts. Like you can hold two parts together and just kind of touch the glue to it and it'll just kind of go loop and like oh, kind of flow around. Beautiful. Yeah. I, I don't know how long I had to hold those lead models from Guild Ball to get all that yeah. glue to stick to the thing because I didn't have the right glue because I was used to, you know, Legion stuff and it was, yeah. Well, and I, I also recommend, um, if you have to use super glue, I'd recommend getting a accelerator for it because God. you basically put super glue on one part, spray the other or dab accelerator onto the part you're going to glue. And instead of having to touch and hold, when this, the glue hits the accelerator, it just insta-cures. Gotcha. Hmm. So it's just, bloop, done. I see that's a Which, skill set I'm going to add to my abilities because I've never done that. For some Legion stuff, it doesn't matter because it's like, I'm sticking an arm in and it'll stay there. Right. It's in the, it's in the little hole for it. but as, Especially for stuff, metal models especially more, but it just helps out with super glue because sometimes super glue just is like, no, I'm not going to stick. I'm going to wiggle around. And you're like, what's wrong with you? And so <laughs> I, I just ended up, I, was, I, I had heard about it and said, screw it, I'll order a bottle, and now it's magic. Would now, recommend. The internet did yell at us that we needed to buy some Lamia Medium for Brett. Is this really something oh. I need to go buy for Christmas? I mean, thin your paints, if that's what they're saying. I mean, I guess that's what they're saying. <laughs> uh, it is important to thin your paints to get good layers that are smooth and not lumpy. Uh I do, I do tend to thin mine, but normally I just do it with water. I don't add anything extra special. Water's usually fine. Uh, Lamian medium is, I mean, you can also just get like Vallejo paint medium. Like, right. It just but uses, is it really made from llamas? Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> How many llamas, llamas are sacrificed every year yeah. for the Lamian medium? <laughs> uh, those who speak of it are turned into chaos spawns, so I, I cannot. <laughs> we can't talk about that game here. No, no, we can. No. Some of our listeners probably know about it and played it in the past, they and have. maybe are converts like me. A, a lot of the people I talked to were all converts. They had played the game previously, or they played the fantasy version of the Forty Hammers and really loved right, it because right. they had been messing with the rule set with the Naked uh, Dwarves. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, mm, you know, Blood Bowl and Naked Dwarves. There, there's a lot of everyone gets this game one way or the other. Sometimes it's X Wing, which is how we got here. Sometimes it's Forty yeah. Hammers. So. But what she really should play is Marvel Crisis Protocol because uh, <laughs> nope. they have had some nope. really cool updates to the game. Oh, and cool I models. think that it's Gambit actually... Model. Oh, that Gambit oh, model. Gambit, oh. Colossus, oh. and they've updated the core rules. throwing it's playing amazing. cards on a Star Wars Legion podcast. It's you can so... throw a dumpster at Ben. It's time to... Listen, All right, that is cool. Gambit I'm not gonna lie. is from New <laughs> Orleans. It ties in. It ties in. That is true. Fair enough. <laughs> Mon cher. <Wow. laughs> <laughs> Jesus, before Ben does more of that, hey, Ryan, we're leaving New now. Orleans. No. They say it like no. that down there. No. <laughs> no. Uh, goodbye, no. everyone. Thanks for spending your drive time, your paint time, your road tripping. On this to last Cherokee episode Open of the Stabcast. <laughs> <laughs> the last episode of the Stabcast before I murder all my co-hosts. Yep. Uh, goodbye. I'm Ryan Slawoski, uh, reminding you to buy Cherokee Open tickets. And that uh, we should really just throw a dumpster at Tim. Uh, I'm Wilhelm, reminding you that Alpaz will not face me in combat. Is cowardice. Just straight cowardice. Is <laughs> yeah. Straight up cowardice. Yeah, he has never played me. And I'm Ben Fowler, reminding you, hey, just because the Imperials won this tournament, and just because clones are doing well at PAX with Yoda, doesn't mean the Separatists are out of it. 
I had a great time with my list. Did so. you self-destruct at all? I did twice, and it was beautiful. Twice, yeah. Well, Hell one yeah. was beautiful, one was not quite beautiful. Yeah, I wasn't so. listening if you said so I, earlier. I did. Actually, I did. But okay, cool. <laughs> and for that reason, we're going to go out on some Zydeco. So. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Nothing but accordion Bye, music. everybody. Woo! All right, goodbye, everybody. Zodico! Zodico, baby!